In the mid-1970s, a family of tourists from Cleveland unwisely left the paved highway and drove off across the desert on an unmarked dirt road. Soon lost, they wandered onto a vast deserted bomb range, inhabited only by tarantulas, rattlesnakes, and a wild family of cannibals, unknown to the civilized world. By nightfall, the innocent vacation had become a brutal battle for survival which left few alive. And of those who did survive, none can forget that, far out in the unmapped desert, beyond the towns and roads, the hills still have eyes. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Episode 213, welcome back to the Buzz to Kill Podcast, where today we travel back to the Nevada desert and search some long-lost family in The Hills Still Have Eyes. Arrestospective. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Hey. What's Arrestospective? So, okay, Arrestospective is when we've already covered the first movie in the franchise, but we want to cover the rest. It's Arrestospective. You... Clever little son of a right? gun. I'm like a velociraptor. Clever girl. <laughs> Clever girl. Oh, man. What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, yeah, James. Yeah, I'm Jim. Oh, hi, Jim. <laughs> I, I, it, you're the only person that I know that literally has, I think, four different names that I habitually call you by. And like, there's never <laughs> any like... What's the fourth one? It's Jim. Yeah. James. Spoon. Yeah. Spoony. Yeah. Uh, that's four spoon annie sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's spoon annie uh-huh. um f- hey fucker yeah that's one that's six okay <laughs> point is like you can you, we can go through it's it's our entire group of friends like mm-hmm. there's no like uh trepidation whatsoever though you know like like you know exactly who you're talking to with me yeah am i the only one who has five different names one. I mean, you call me Mikey. You're the only person that calls me Mikey. I do. Because yeah. you're my little Mikey. Oh, oh little Jimlet. Oh, Mikey. You're my Jimlet. I like... I like Seven. Jimlet. <laughs> I like nicknames. Like, I prefer to call people ooh, by ooh, nicknames. Ooh. What? I prefer them to be called pet names. Oh, pet names. Yes. Sorry. Well, Mikey is a pet name for sure. It's not a nickname. That is a pet name. Is that what you call your wife? My little snack. Um... <laughs> Oh, speaking of, I, I owe your wife an apology because I um, last week on the show I was a bit loopy to begin with, and okay. the old and the old lips were were going. Oh boy, they were going. I don't remember what you said. I just I made sexual advances on your wife a lot last episode, oh. and I apologize for it. <laughs> it's not really anything new. I know she's used to it. I still feel kind of kind of creepy about it. No, though. you're fine, man. <laughs> it's welcome. <laughs> Also, uh, she probably didn't listen. That's true. That's true. You jerk. Um, but she's busy. She's busy on the front lines. She has got. God bless she's, her. She's got no time for us, really. She got a nice new mask today. I saw she that. She did. It's fancy. Nobody knew who she was until she put on the mask. <laughs> Do you feel like you're in control? <laughs> yeah, she's got like a gigantic respirator now. Yeah, apparently. Well, she says it's more comfortable than okay. the N95 mask. I can believe that. I guess it, it, it guess it's got sort of a rubber uh, 
like a nice soft rubber gasket around the mm-hmm. mouth and nose. So and yeah. it's actually more around your cheeks too. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, it's for not sure. right over uh, over your mouth. Plus she just looks dope as hell in it. Right? Right? Dude, dude, tell her to keep it on next time. <laughs> right? <laughs> I like it like that. Please, please just hurry up. <laughs> I want to go to sleep. <laughs> So soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, speaking of uh, speaking of the COVID, uh, probably um, probably this will be our last, maybe our last week together for maybe a little bit here. Uh, we'll probably, see. Yeah, yeah. We, we're taking like tonight. We are. <laughs> we put an extra tape. We're kind of we can like we consider Mike part of our bubble as a family um, <clears throat> because he doesn't. I mean, my own family hates me. You go to you go to work. <laughs> Uh, and you come home pretty much, and uh, yep. because you you try and stay as safe as possible. Oh yeah, I you avoid I do, people at all costs. I never not wear a mask at this right. point. If I'm not wearing a mask when I'm outside of the apartment, uh, or if I'm by myself, obviously, right? Um, then I actually feel weird not wearing one, <clears throat> which is weird. I'm, I've gotten to that point. Yeah. Um, and I don't wait. Even... You mean like you? You mean everywhere? I mean, I mean, like if it, you get out of your car to no, fill no, up no, your no, car no, with no, gas, like so if, if you're outdoors, yeah. If I'm outdoors, or, oh. but if I'm near people, like sure, sure, in sure. close proximity, I yeah. definitely wear one. Definitely, definitely. Um, it's also nice now that temperatures are changing. The mask just kind of keeps your face warm. Keeps you warm. It's nice. It is. <laughs> I'll wear it voluntarily when I'm by myself outside sometimes just to keep that chill off my I face. I got some new ones that are like three layers thick and they are just delightful Ooh, in nice. this cold Michigan weather. Even though the last few days have been pretty warm. Mm-hmm. I think that's why my like just everything's so up and down with me. You talked about having a headache earlier. Yeah. I don't get headaches. And I had one for like two days in a row. Yeah. And it's the, the barometer has been all over the place too. Yeah. So... It's yeah, and the altimeter, the altimeter. Yeah, the uh, is that something that is that part of your car? No. Oh, <laughs> it's the thing that you wear on your wrist when you go skydiving. Oh, oh. I actually, I, I, I occasionally. Do you, do you wear one of those? <laughs> I occasionally just go skydiving, you know. So that's fine. You know, and it gives you a headache sometimes. Um, but we consider you part of our our, our cohort, mm-hmm. our bubble. So we haven't been. I mean, we're obviously still careful. We sure. stopped making out for the most part. Um, Sometimes I just spit into your mouth from across the room, though. But we're not touching. So. That's more of a game, though. You know, that's a- <laughs> it's, like, it's like ring toss. <laughs> uh, r- currently, we have an extra table in between us. We right now, which kind of make it. It makes me feel like the CEO of the podcast. I was. Well, what about me? Uh, You're the fucking peon sitting way down at the end of the other side of the table. Who I'm? Who? Son of a bitch. Who, who I'm asking? where he'd like to see himself in five years. Is this why I have the Bud Light and you have the Budweiser? I don't have a Budweiser. You, you ruined it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about I what I'm drinking, like, Mike. That's insane. I do insane. feel like... Uh, you ever seen those those like movies, like Beauty and the Beast, for example, right? Where they have like, the, the biggest ass table in the world, <laughs> yeah. and they're sitting at opposite ends of each other. It's like, that's hey, kinda, fucker! It's kind of how I feel right now. James! Oh, yeah. How are you? If we didn't have microphones and cans <laughs> on right now, I would feel bizarre sitting this far apart from you. It'd be weird, but... Uh, but it's you like know. we're on top of each other. It is. It's weird. Which is a normal feeling. <laughs> Anyway, bud, what have you been up to? Oh, not a whole lot. Like I said, just uh, like 
like you just said, not doing a heck of a whole lot. Not doing a whole <laughs> heck of a lot. I don't know why um, Mike says it that way because he's a silly little goose. Um, yeah, no, just been kind of keeping it good or whatever. You know, got Thanksgiving coming up. <laughs> keeping Michigan, it good. Keeping it good. Michigan's on like a like a half, like a fifty percent lockdown right now. Yeah, yeah, we're sort of. Which, what is it? Give three, it, give three it two weeks. weeks. Give it two weeks. We'll be in lockdown again. Yeah. They're gonna lock it down for Christmas, and yeah. people are gonna riot. And I feel a little. I don't think people are gonna riot. Well, but... you know what I mean. <clears throat> I think that people are. Um, this one's worse than the last one because we don't have that government assistance in place. Like that extra money for unemployment's not in place anymore. Yeah. Um, and you know what? That's not the state's fault. Like a lot of people are blaming, you know, like Whitmer, like, how are you doing? How dare you do this? Like, well, I understand the frustration. Yeah. That being said, if she was not doing anything, you'd be mad at her for not doing anything. So it's kind of a lose lose situation yeah. for her. Um, yeah, it's not a great time to be like a uh, you know no. a person in power right now. <laughs> it's it's really not. So, you know, the the problem is that she's damned if she does and she's damned if she doesn't. Yeah. But um I do understand like, we have friends in in the food industry. Service industry. The yeah. Service industry, and I understand how hard that's hitting them, especially when they don't have that extra government assistance. And honestly, I'm blaming Well, our our friends are managers. So well, she's fine with people. Right, she was talking about the people under yeah, her. Well, they're, yeah. they're calling and they're begging for oh, hours. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Especially with the holidays coming up. Yeah. You know, this is gonna put a lot of people out and 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 it sucks. And I understand that way of thinking. I also understand the idea of trying to keep people safe even when even for their their own good if they don't want to be. Yeah. It's kind of the job of kind of the job of the governor to keep the people of this this the state safe. You know, like it's it, it's a, a, hard decisions. In a perfect world, we would be able to self-regulate. Well, you can't though. But we can't no. because We've proven that. Cuz uh hey, turns out people are pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> like, if you don't believe us, I have one word for you. Florida. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> I, like, honest to God. And that was before COVID. Honest to God, dude. If people were just a little smarter about this, yeah. we wouldn't have to do the shutdowns. This, this, and this, the fucking the CDC and the and the and the WHO have said avoid shutdowns if you can. Yeah. Because, you know, I I know like our some of our friends, some of our friends like to make fun of people, you know, saying like, well, the economy is gonna take a tank, and they go, but but my economy. Well, yeah. I mean, if our economy tanks, yeah. it's still fuck. That fucking sucks. That'll lead to more deaths, suicides, alcoholism, <laughs> blah blah blah. Yeah. That being said, if we were all just a little smarter about this, mm-hmm. just wear a fucking well, mask because it's not the same it's people. Not, it's not that bad to wear a mask. It's not that hard. The same people, and this is in every state. This is not like a Michigan exclusive thing. Uh, the same people that will bitch about the shutdowns are the same people that also <laughs> refuse to wear masks. And the irony there is that if you would just fucking wear a mask, then this would literally stop everything. Yeah. Or, or at least greatly uh, improve the situation. Yeah. And it's like, it's your dumbass faults for not, for you claiming that, oh, it's trampling on my freedom. No, if you if you just mm-hmm. wore a mask, we your freedoms would all be there. I like, am... I'm sorry. It's it's just the fact of the matter. I'm no fan of government overreach. Sure. Don't get don't get me wrong, but this is a different situation, it's, guys. It's a public health <laughs> Cause, crisis. Because I know that you know, like historically, you give the government a little too much power. Sometimes they're they're not willing to give it back to you. I don't really know what power wearing a mask is giving to the government. Yeah, like honest to God, if like, it, I don't really understand that argument. If if anything, having a mask on all the time makes it harder for the people who are in control to control us. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like that. I, I've, I've yeah. never really thought about it that way, but that kind of makes sense. Like by dis- by not doing that, you're forcing the government to actually control you more. Yes. Yeah. I th- yeah. By Which, by doing the shutdowns and then regulating you yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's like just fucking. <laughs> Whatever. This is not the Buzzkill political podcast. So. Welcome to Let's, the Buzzkill political <laughs> podcast. Can we start a can we start a political podcast where compl- we do no research whatsoever? You mean like news? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure those exist already. <laughs> like, uh, like the mainstream media will be will be the will be the biggest will be the biggest thing in media within the next like two weeks. This reminds Cause, me because all you have to do is just make shit up. This reminds me there was a uh, a video that I watched on YouTube earlier. It was from Trey Parker and Matt Stone, mm-hmm. and it's called uh, God, what's it called? Sassy Investigations or something like that. Uh-huh. And it's a, it's all about uh, this, this investigator. He drives around in a, a big van that says Sassy Investigations, I think that's the name of it, on the side, giant gavel on the roof or whatever, and he's investigating deep fake videos, right? Yeah. But the, the irony of it is that every character is made with deep fake, so the guy, the, the, the Sassy Investigator guy, <laughs> he's got this really bad like gray wig on, he's kind of fat, he's got Trump's face, <laughs> and so he's interviewing like Mike Pence, he's interviewing Al Gore, he's interviewing all these people, and they're all deep fake videos, yeah. talking about... About how deep fake, it's everywhere, and it's it's hysterical. That's it's awesome. So funny. We gotta watch that at the break. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's although really, the, really good. Although the break tonight will come at two a.m. Yeah, it's currently twelve thirty in the morning. We're hey, bad, James. We're bad at this. I was ready at six p.m. Uh, that's it, all. That's all I can say. It was my turn, bud, because <laughs> last week I showed up. You were half in the bag and hadn't even started your notes yet. So last week when we started at twelve thirty. Uh, I blame the gin. Was your fault? I blame. Oh, the it was gin. the gin's fault? <laughs> fucking gin. Oh, we should have been watching Wishmaster. Oh, because of the fucking a gin. Real gin. <laughs> Dog, right. Tonight, by the way, we're watching Leprechaun Five oh, in yeah. the Hood. Oh yeah, and it's glorious, shitty letterboxed. Uh, no, why is it letterboxed? Because it's an old DVD. They're old. Uh, this is part of that pot of gore collection guy's box wearing, set. Guys wearing a lug shirt. Yeah, that 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 explains to you why it's letterboxed. <laughs> that's how old it is <laughs> so sweet all right <laughs> but uh anyway though uh hey hey man it's the rest perspective i'm excited to get into these yeah bro bro yeah uh before we do that though uh it's time honored tradition around here um to get shit wrong oh no and uh we got some stuff wrong oh god stupid you're so stupid all right um when i said that we have corrections i meant singular yeah. And uh, it didn't even come from me because, quite frankly, I didn't listen to the last episode. Oh, okay. So if there was other stuff that was wrong, you know, then so be it. Just deal with it. Yeah. yeah. If there's other stuff that was wrong and we don't talk about it, then it's your fault. Yeah. Yeah, we're blaming you. <laughs> yeah. um, however, Vito did uh, did listen to it. And apparently we made a mistake. Um, I said that uh, Joe Buck Flowers was in a movie. Yeah. Well, it's not Joe Buck. Uh, Joe Buck Flowers are a floral company run by Joe Buck after he thankfully retires from commentating. Oh, God. <laughs> For a second, I thought you I thought you meant that was a real but thing. Then, but then I'm actually fairly certain that you corrected me if, with John Buck Flower, <laughs> which is also wrong. Did I? I have no idea. It's George Buck Flower. Oh, fine. We know that, but we're idiots. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. Well, I, know the, I know the guy. Yeah. I know what he looks like. 
I wouldn't have been able to tell you his first name. It's George Buckflower. He's the homeless guy, like bum in every movie ever. It's kind of it was kind of his thing before he passed away. But, I just uh, I just want to start a Buck Cherry cover band and call it Buckflower. Every single song's about a different movie he was in. Exactly. And they're written from his experience yeah. in that well, oh, dude. <laughs> this is a million dollar idea right here. You just reinvented the wheel. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, um, I saw Buck Flower. Buck Flower. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Buck Cherry. Open, I was with you. Open for Kiss. No, you weren't. Oh, we saw we saw Buck Chop. Buck- <laughs> I mixed up. I mixed up. Why is it the hardest name to say? Buck Chowder. That's what comes. <laughs> that's what comes after. <laughs> buck Chowder. Oh we saw. God. We saw Buck Look Chowder. Out, here comes the buck. Here comes the Buck Chowder. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting and so awesome. Oh, delicious though, right? Oh wow. Um, we uh we saw Buck Cherry though at the uh, fireworks at the the Mount Mount Clemens City fireworks. They play on one of the stages. We did. Yeah, we did. I think we we saw them from a distance. I don't think that we were like actually in the audience, but uh, we were like side stage sort of. Mount Clemens fireworks. Yeah, it was no Mount Clemens or yeah, I think so. I've never been to the Mount there Clemens. You there you have. Because we all went. I know Aaron was there, and I didn't take your what your wife on a date, so. <clears throat> I wouldn't. I wouldn't totally put that uh, past you. No, no, I'm just saying that I hadn't. That's all. Dude, I've never been to Mount Clemens fireworks Pretty before. Sure. Because it was behind over by, this doesn't make sense to anybody else, but it was behind over by um, the old Gibraltar. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. New. Yeah. Nope. Never been anything like that. I, I spend as little time in Mount Clemens as possible. Maybe it, wasn't, maybe it wasn't Mount Clemens, but there was like a city fair that we went to that had fireworks. Because that's why we were there. Every city fair I go to has fireworks because I'm there. Well, that's fair. Anyway, long story Look short. Out for the Buck Chowder. We saw Buck Chowder play... <laughs> And it was beautiful. This is all wrong. You're, <laughs> none of what you're saying right now is true. Is your wife up still? Maybe. You should text her right no, now. No, she's not up. No. <laughs> but I will. I will. This will be a correction for next week. There's never in my life have I ever gone to. I've never been to a fireworks show where there was bands playing. Dude, we, we were there. Nah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Nah, yeah, man. Bro. Nah. Nope. You got it all wrong, nope. dude. Nope. Okay. Anyway, we'll, we'll see. Let's move on here. Yeah. Uh, take it away, James. I'm gonna grab the beer. Oh, take it away. Oh, quick. <laughs> so this week is the the oh hills ha- the hills have eyes restospective, uh, cleverly thought up by Mr. Mike here, and also <clears throat> he was unaware of the fact that in the in the hills have eyes part two, part two. If part you're deux. fancy like us, he was unaware that. Or the, if you've just watched. Uh, I love the uh, I love the eighties. Pardu, pardu. He was unaware that in the intro to the movie they actually said the hills still have eyes. I had no idea. No, so that's why I had to use it for the intro. It's like you're psychic or something, man. Hey, ma'am. Hey, ma'am. <clears throat> so, ooh, hello. Makes sense to you? Yeah, definitely. There you go. All right, so uh, <laughs> this week we are drinking from Sibling Revelry Brewing. Oh, re- <laughs> Revelry, huh? Revelry. Oh, is that yeah. what it is? Yes. Is yes. that actually what it says? <laughs> yes. I thought, you... I thought it said sibling rivalry. <laughs> no, it's a play on words, bro. I get it, but... Here. Sibling revelry, brewing. Toss, toss me one without shaking it up. You want... Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, I, know, I know. Like, roll it. You should just, like, no, I'm not going to roll it. Okay. It's it, like, I'm going I'm going tap, uh, tab to the sky. Ready? Okay. 
Oh, that was perfect, dude. You could crack that over your keyboard with confidence, and I'm I expect to. you to. I'm not going to. <sighs> wow. Right? Do it. Did it. I've never done anything so magnificent in my entire <laughs> life as throwing that can of beer to you just now. I have, I have, and I have children. Years of cradling balls, <laughs> which came in perfect for that. <laughs> Ooh, is this a red? It is. Ooh. I mean, I specifically chose I should know that because it's called Red. (laughs) (laughs) This is Sibling sibling Revelry, Mike. Yes. Sibling Revelry Brewing, Westlake, Ohio. I don't know about that. Ohio. Um, (laughs) This is Red, American Red Ale. I had the option of getting either an IPA, like a hazy IPA through them. Mm -hmm. There was like a, a... a different kind of a lager or the red. And I'm like, you know what? We haven't had a red in a long time on the show. For sure. So, for sure. <laughs> for sure. God. We discussed before the show that Mike hates when people say that. I do. So I'm going to continue to say it. All right. Uh, American Red Ale. An American Red Ale brewed in honor of Rowan, the rowdy middle child. UK malts and American hops give this beer a toasted caramel profile, a subtle citrus aroma, and a taste for mischief. <laughs> right? Right. For family for fun. Sibling is a noun. This is very tiny. And it says people related by a common tie celebrating with lively and noisy festivities, often involving alcohol. I'm not sure that that's the actual Webster's dictionary um definition I'm of pretty, sibling, but I'm pretty sure that it is. <clears throat> now the glass you gave me is rather large, so I'm almost thinking I might crack two of these and put it in there. By all means. Because I came to party. I have, I have other beer in my glass, so I'm going to wait on that. But, uh, you know. Um, yeah, I totally thought this was called sibling rivalry. Look at me. Look at me not know how to read. That's yeah. fun. <laughs> that is fun. Um, the reason this makes sense, and uh, we'll get to this when we uh, talk about the movies. But uh, it turns out there's a couple of recurring characters uh, in The Hills Have Eyes Part 2. And they're siblings. Yeah. And there's a bit of a rivalry between them. Yeah. So... But this is called sibling revelry. So. Well, there's a bit of a sibling revelry between so, them as well. So it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. They're siblings, right? That part makes sense. Silly goose. Oh, by the way, this has nugget, comet, and cascade hops, and pale and crystal malt. That's, and it's a it's a it's a five point five percenter. That's actually my new uh, a, a seventh pet name for you. Which one? Nugget. <laughs> A little nug. Some nugget. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try this. Mm, that's good. I've actually, it's um, it's actually a little bit different than other reds. It's, it's got uh, um, it's the it's the ooh, what is that? Caramel. No, it's not that. There's something else that is uh, it's like hitting me in my nose almost. It's almost got a dusty smell to it. Or maybe that's your glass that you didn't uh, wash properly. It's got a dusty smell. There's a bit of like, a, is it tartness on the back of my tongue? Is that what it is? It's almost metallic-y. No, it's just left over from earlier. There's there's a there's a bit of a metallic-y taste on the end of it. It's like a it's like a like a metally sort of taste that lingers on the back of my tongue. That's the. Uh, this is not the best red I've ever had. I'm not gonna lie. No. Not gonna put that. I'm not gonna say that. It's not at all. bad either, though. It's not bad. It's 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 definitely towards like I love reds though. So even reds at the bottom of the list are still not terrible. 
this would definitely be, I think, towards the bottom of my list of reds. Um, In beers and heads, I like them reds. I just made that up, and it's fucking it's so brilliant. True. It's so true, too, right? <laughs> if you've ever been lucky enough to be with a fire crotch, man or woman, why you gotta, why you gotta make it, why you gotta make it about the crotch? Oh, like you weren't. I was talking about a redhead. Yeah, redheads. Yeah, the drapes match the blinds. <laughs> It just stands to reason, James. Listen, the first thing I do, first thing I do when I get into a new house is I go and I tear all the drapes down. Oh, fair. Did you say fair. wait? Did you say the drapes match the the curtains? The carpet matches. Oh, the, the carpet. Okay, the carpet matches the blinds. <laughs> the blinds, Mike. What kind of people are you with? Slotted. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> It's getting weird. Yeah. Anyway, though, um, yeah, this is not the best red I've ever had. Totally drinkable. Leaves a little bit of it. Are you getting though that that kind of metallicy taste at the end? I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's. It, it reminds me of something else. <clears throat> and I can't place. I put it. it in a glass. Put it in a glass. Let her breathe yeah, a little let me, bit. Let me let me kill this. When you got a good red, you got to let her breathe. <laughs> Haven't you realized by now on this show that it's not a good idea <laughs> to take huge drinks of your beverage while the other person <laughs> is talking? Because every once in a while, we say something that's mildly entertaining. Every once in a while? Every oh, once mi- in a while. I thought you were going to say mildly offensive, because that happens more often than, I think, anything else. Oh, mildly offensive? Yeah. No, we've never said anything offensive <laughs> on this show. Never. I make it a point not to offend people, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, James. <laughs> sure. Oh, man. You... Mm. <laughs> Watching somebody, watching somebody like full on throat a like full on throat a beer. Throat a what? Throat a beer is is kind of disturbing. Yeah, it's gross, dude. (laughs) Our buddy John can open his throat and like literally just pound beer. It's 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 both magical and deeply disturbing. Bro, I can drink just as fast as him. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. You guys practice a lot. Yeah. All right. Do I practice drinking a lot? Actually, neither one of no, us has no, been drinking no, that you... much lately, and it's because fucking COVID, <laughs> we can't hang out as much. Yeah, I realized that uh, the only reason that I, I used to drink, I say used to, is in the last two weeks. <laughs> Excuse me. This is only the second uh, second day out of the last two weeks that I've actually had booze in my system. Really? That's yeah. it? So the, so today and last Saturday, that's the yeah, only time that alcohol back, had, has touched your lips. I had a beer the day after last week. When I was watching a movie, I had uh, a beer. Yeah. Delicious beer. Dog at Dogfish Head mm. put out a s'mores campfire beer. Oh, my glob. It's stout. It is, it is magical. Wow. It is so good. It sounds lovely. I, I was. Got, I got some in the fridge. I haven't. Yeah, I would love one. Um, I haven't been drinking much lately. Last night, I was I was uh, making some s- straps, you know? I yeah. was making those wooden straps. Mm-hmm. Pork, pork and straps. I had pork, pork straps. <laughs> just, <And> I, <laughs> just staple some pork to one next time. <laughs> no, what you want to do is just drag your blade across the pork chop. Keep her nice and... Pork straps. <laughs> keep her nice and fucking tuned up, boys. Uh, <laughs> no, but I was... I mean, I had, if you can get leather that comes <clears throat> from a pig, though, you could totally pork make straps. pork straps. Oh, fuck, dude. Can you, can you order pig leather? Yes. Dude, well, make pork straps. <laughs> well, the problem is mo- most of the time when you like uh, pig pig leather is very thin. Mm-hmm. It's used mostly for lining and stuff like that. Condoms. 
Con- well, condoms. <laughs> sure. If you're when, in the, when you're, when you're pork and your old lady. If, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, uh, it, it walked into that. <laughs> um, but I had I had like like three and a half hours worth of sanding to do, so I had a couple of couple of brewskis while I was doing that. So, um, but yeah, I haven't been drinking much lately. Yeah, probably a good thing to be honest with you. Yeah, but it also makes me sort of a lightweight. So that it does, and I've already drank. Two, you just got to pass that tall, though. Two tall boys, and you got to get over the hump, and then it's it's smooth, uh, smooth sailing after that. You smooth. just kind of coast. Yeah, baby. All right. Speaking of coasting, yes, James, that's what we're drinking. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Let's coast on over to the bleed feed. Uh, Look at that! I, I pulled like it, it back around. You see? I like it. The bleed feed. All right, James. We what? do have one death this week. Oh shit! Um, and I'm a little bit upset. Most of the uh, mainstream horror news sites didn't even cover this. Really? I got this from uh, a way secondary source, and I'm kind of bummed that they didn't cover it because, uh, hey, fuck you, what right? Do you, what do you consider a way secondary source? Um, just not the main ones. Like Bloody Disgusting didn't have it. Dread Central, I don't believe, had it. Um, none of like the uh, the main celebrity death things had it. Uh-huh. But uh, rest in peace this week to Beverly Bonner. Beverly Bonner um, was in. Uh, she was a staple in the Frank Henenlotter films. Okay. She was in all three Basket Case films. She was in uh, Brain Damage, Frankenhooker, and Bad Biology. I think smaller roles in those last three. Um, but she didn't act in too many other movies um, since then. Mm-hmm. Ooh, excuse me, the red. Ooh, the red. The red. The red's um, getting. She me. did some TV work, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, she didn't do too much other work outside of the Head and Ladder films. Mm-hmm. And um, she was the uh, she was one of the um, I want to say in Basket Case she was one of the neighbors. Casey. Casey, yeah. In uh, in Basket Case, and she ended up like I said, she was in all three of the films. And she appears to play a character named Casey in Frankenhooker. I have the to same Im- character. I have it's to imagine the same character, it is. Right? I saw that too. I'm like, so it's, it's kind of cool. So Frankenhooker and Basket Case, that kind of if if part if of the same, the same character, yeah. same universe. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So somewhere, um, what's the what's the fucking thing's name? Bazil? No, Baz- uh, Bel- uh, Belial. Belial. Yeah. So Belial and Frankenhooker exist. There should have been a crossover. <laughs> Belial, Belial versus Frankenhooker <laughs> totally should have happened. Um, but yeah, there was no uh, no cause of death, and uh, once again, no age. And if you go on like her IMDb, there's no age listed. I no. tried to look it up, didn't find anything. Um, there's there is some other Beverly Bonners that were not her yeah. that I found. Um, but uh, anyway, though, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. You yeah. will forever be well loved from the people that love those movies. And there's that's. There's a lot to be said for that. Definitely. So. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, when Disney purchased 20th Century Fox a little while back, the prospect of getting any new adult-oriented films uh, from their catalog was a bit kind of in limbo, mm-hmm. right? We weren't sure if Disney was going to press forward with stuff like Alien or Predator or anything of that vein, right? Yeah. Now that all this belongs to the Mouse House. Um, well... Two of those movies, at least, um, are back on the docket, which is really, really good news. First up, uh, Patrick a- uh, Aison, A-I-S-O-N. Aison? A-I-S-O-N. Aison. Aison. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so sure. Patrick Aison was hired to describe a new Predator movie. So we are getting a new Predator movie from uh, from 
still 20th Century Fox or or Fox, whatever the name they're going by now, um, through through uh, Disney. But it's being directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who did Ten Cloverfield Lane, uh, which was the John Goodman uh, Cloverfield movie. Yeah. Uh, which I liked a lot. Yeah, so me too. That's exciting that we're getting a new Predator movie. Apparently, yeah. this is not going to follow up the last Predator movie. It's going to be its own thing. Yeah. So who knows if it's going to be? I have yet be... to see that one. I I, I need too. to check it out. I have not seen it either. Uh, who knows if this is going to be connected to any of the movies in the Predator lineage? They kind of seem to be all over the place in that uh, in that franchise. Yeah. But uh, hey, I'll take more Predator. Yeah. Also, you Always. have. Wendy Molyneux and Lizzie Molyneux uh, have been brought in to pen the script for Deadpool 3, which was another property that we didn't know what was going to happen now that Marvel had it. Were they going to move forward with an R-rated Marvel movie? You know, we hadn't seen them do that before. Yeah. But um, yeah, they uh, uh, the, the two sisters, I believe they're twins, uh, they've been writers, story editors, and executive producers on Bob's Burgers. So they come from that kind of a pedigree. So oh, we'll see okay. what they come up with. And Bob's Burgers having the sort of dry humor that it does is kind of perfect. Or I, I don't know. It's, if no, I, it's dry. It's definitely it's dry. Yeah, it's dry, but it's also because it's not Wes Craven dry, or not or Wes Anderson. Dry, I won't but. say dry. Deadpan. <laughs> Deadpan. I yeah. think is a better way to say it because uh, I, I was going to say Deadpool is not dry humor. Uh and and I would like to cross over between Bob's Burgers because Bob's Burgers and Deadpool have similar types of humor. Sure. So deadpan, I'm going to say. Yeah. Rather I, than rather than. Uh, I think deadpan dry. actually kind of falls in between, like, laugh out loud like slap, kind of comedy, like slapstick and and dry humor. Yeah. It kind of in falls the in the middle. You have deadpan. So, yeah. Yep. Deadpool, deadpan. It's a uh-huh. fit, right? Uh-huh. All right. Uh, HBO Max is in the news once again with an announcement of yet another new series coming to the platform because everything is on HBO Max these days. Um, this time it's in the form of an adaptation of the hit video game series, The Last of Us. Oh. If that sounds familiar, it's because this was hinted at, like, I think close to a year ago. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Um, however, HBO has officially ordered it to series this week. That's very exciting. You know, The Last of Us was one of those video game properties that it kind of unfolded like a TV series to begin with. Yeah. So it's just, it's perfect for it. Was that the one Ellen Page voiced one of the characters? Yes. Or there was a character who looked exactly like Ellen Page? Her likeness was used for it. I believe so, yes. Yeah. Was there another famous person whose likeness was used for that? I mean, there's been a lot over the years with different Mm. games. I've never actually played The Last of Us. Oh, Um, you have? It's a PlayStation exclusive. And I'm not a PlayStation guy. I'm an Xbox guy. So I've never played it. But um, I know a lot of people that have, and they just gush over this game. So I've heard a lot about it. Oh, I'm gushing. But yeah. By the way, I have to bring this up real quick. I'm going to say this in in the hope that these people will never hear it. Um, (laughs) There is a... There's a... Actually, friends of mine... um, people who have children who go to school with my daughter they got a new cat and they named it they named it gusher and that's the worst name for a pet pussy gusher (laughs) it's it's the fucking worst name for a pet ever that i've ever heard yeah gusher 
maybe their mind just isn't in the gutter like mine is all the time. But when when I saw it, they're like, "Welcome to welcome to the family, little gusher." And I'm like, "No, their their weird psychotic son that likes to play with dead things." Name it. (laughs) Oh God, no. (laughs) Because you know what happens to the family cat in those situations? It gushes. Well, when you stab it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I saw that and I was like, no, 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 no. That's really, really (laughs) weird. That's a bad name for a cat. Yeah. All right. It's a worse name for your child. So be be happy that they named the cat that, not not their child. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Some more news on the upcoming ninth season of Dexter. Um, Marcos Segea will be back to direct. Probably probably wrong, but. S-I-E-G-A. S-I-E. Sega. S-I-E-G-A. Sega. Segea. Sega. Sega. <laughs> so Marcos Sega will be back to direct six of the ten new episodes. Uh, he's directed a ton of episodes from the previous uh, uh, incarnation of the series. So that's good, though, and because it's going to feel like, you know, like the old episodes. You're going to have that same eye back. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that's, that's very good things. A lot of times you get these new revival series and you have new people in, yeah. and they... They don't capture that same essence yeah, because they weren't there. Right. So this is good because I feel like it's going to feel like it. Um, and then also uh, the showrunner, I forget his name. I didn't, oh, Clyde Phillips. Um, he recently told uh, THR in an interview that uh, so far as the ending of the show, this will have no resemblance to how the original finale was. It's a great opportunity to write a second finale. So it really does sound like... Uh-huh. It doesn't sound like they're retconning anything, but what it sounds like is they're going to use this as an opportunity to fix it as best as best they can. What the hell does that mean, though? That sounds like a retcon to me. Who knows? Who knows what that means? It's pretty mysterious. (laughs) What is that if 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 not a retcon? If they say this will not resemble the original finale, if anything, this is a chance to go back and maybe he just means shitty. (laughs) I I, yeah I get because because the plot synopsis that they give. Or oh, that he gave him that. It's, right. I mean, we've heard this before. It's set 10 years after Dexter Morgan went missing in the eye of Hurricane Laura. Uh, the revival sees the character now living under an assumed name in a world away from Miami. Oh, so it's... So they're picking up where it left off. Like right. They're not going to necessarily retcon it, but I think what they're going to do is they're going to try to make sense of it and try to put together a better ending for the fans. Okay. So, which I'm, which I'm okay with them doing. Yeah, sure. You know? I'm excited no matter what. I mean, I loved I loved the Dexter TV series. Everything about it was awesome until the fucking last episode. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Also, um, it seems like Dexter Morgan has been recast. Shut up. By Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'd, in. I'd watch it. I'm in 100%. <laughs> I actually like no, it better. No, 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 no. no. All right, uh, moving on here. The newest addition to the Scream franchise has officially wrapped filming. Oh, they're done already. Which all right, seems crazy. Cool. Um, the fifth film in the series also got an official title, courtesy of Kevin Williamson himself. Scream Five. What do you think it's called? I just said it. Oh, <laughs> is that what you actually think it's called? <laughs> it's even better. Scream Five. Scream harder. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> is it close? I wish. No, I wish. <laughs> Um, no, they're they're following the Hollywood trend that I hate. Wait, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, um, scream, sc- scream, colon, the end. <laughs> That's the Hollywood trend that you hate, right? No, it's actually scream, colon, the screamer. 
Is it really? No. It's <laughs> it's just called Scream. Oh, well. There's already a movie called Scream. Just like there was already there's a movie probably, called there's Halloween. Probably, there's probably 12 movies called Just Scream, like there's dude. already a movie called Final Destination. Just like there's already a movie called whatever the next fucking Hollywood remake is that... I don't know. I, I don't like the idea of just calling it that. I don't know. Call me call me old school. I like my sequels to have you know surnames. What would you like it to be called? I like Scream 5, Scream Harder. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. You know? Uh, scream with a vengeance, perhaps. Oh. A good day to scream hard. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one? <laughs> oh, we're missing one. What was it? <laughs> two, two scream. Two scream, two screamer. <laughs> five scream, five screamer. That, that would be it. I'm trying to look at my uh, movie collection here. What's that last Die Hard movie called? Um, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Oh, live free or scream hard. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> Scream free or scream hard. <laughs> Whatever. It's just called Scream. Uh, however, it will be released is January fourteenth, twenty twenty two. Is it? Oh, jeez. Yep. Uh, is it going to be? Do you think it's going? Go, why not going? <laughs> going? Going? Is it going? Is it going to be the final Scream installment? Because if it is, if it is, I haven't seen the movie, James. I if don't know. it is, dude, I don't mind the, I don't mind the use of the, the word just scream. Like book ending the, it almost. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I get totes. that. I get that. Totes, man. I just I don't know. I like I like surnames. Differentiates them a little bit, you know. Make it scream, but with two e's. Oh, there we go. Or or two m's at the end. Scream. <laughs> <laughs> now you're cooking with gas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here. Um, as if you needed another reason to watch Stranger Things, because why would you? It's a fucking great show. Uh, it was announced today that none other than Robert Englund has been added to the cast of Stranger Things 4, which is very exciting. Oh, R. Ang? Yeah, R. Ang is... Uh, <laughs> he, he, does, he does not have... He does not have the type of name that works well with that sort of that sort of um, I don't know like pet name like hey, our man, like our pats hey, or man, case case Hey man, do you see what R N was up? You to? see what R N? <laughs> it's the E N G. Does it's Rang? R N. Oh Rang. Rang. See what Rang is up to? Yeah, Rang's a good name. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, Rang will be playing the recurring role recurring role of Victor Creel, a disturbed and intimidating man who was imprisoned in a psychiatric hospital for gruesome murders in the 1950s. I'm into it, dude. That's like the closest he's ever going to get back to being Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. I hope that he channels that because it's going to be great. Probably. So I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah. It's I mean Stranger it's Things. Like you needed another reason, but come on. It's Stranger Things and it's Robert Ng. It's Ring. It's Ring. <laughs> Just the, uh, the his biography should be called The Ring. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just him crawling out of a TV <laughs> for an hour because he's, he's old and can't move that fast. <laughs> Lord of the Ring. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> he's he's the Eye of Saruman. It's just Robert Englund's face. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, I love it. Uh, speaking of things I love, James, I love Blu-rays. Mm, do what's, you? What's new on... Uh, eh? uh, what's new on them? These are mostly... What do you think you're... Uh, what's, what's the percentage of DVD to Blu-ray you oh, have there's probably here? more DVDs still, honestly. What's the percentage of Laserdisc to beta? Oh, Laserdisc by far. I only have like four beta. <laughs> no. It's a Maybe joke. Ten. Maybe It's ten. a joke because who the fuck owns Laserdisc or Beta besides you and five other dudes? Cafilta Fish. Cafilta Fish. All right. 
All right, so uh, a few more teasers here for the upcoming Vinegar Syndrome Black Friday sale. The Beastmaster, mm. Fade to Black. Such a gorgeous release, that Beastmaster set. So gorgeous. No, it really is. Like, they no, 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 they put a lot it into that really set, good. and it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I'm going to work through these pretty quickly, just Please because, uh, you know. I'm going to stop you at everyone to extend it. Uh, Fade to Black, Forgotten Gialli, mm. Volume 2, which, guess what? I already forgot it. <laughs> Because guess what I don't like? Giallo. Yeah. <laughs> and to su- and 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 uh, su- to surprise and and they also surprised uh, two. One one more time. Jeebus. And two surprise release titles that have been teased as two never on blue '80s horror or slasher treats. Ooh. So who knows what the hell that means, right? Yeah. But it sounds exciting. All right, from <laughs> Warner. <laughs> My computer is so stupid. I should read that. I should read it just the way it looks. From Warner Archie Collection. <laughs> it's not. I mean, I, I guess technically it's a typo on my my part, but from Warner Archive Collection, 1957's The Curse of Frankenstein, starring Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee, is coming in a two-disc special edition Blu-ray pack with brand new restoration and four exciting. New retrospective featurettes entitled The Resurrection Men, Hammer, Frankenstein, and the Rebirth of the Horror Film, Hideous Progeny, The Curse of Frankenstein and the English Gothic Tradition, Torrents of Light, The Art of Jack Asher, and Diabolus in Musica, James Bernard and the Sound of Hammer Horror. Okay. Those all sound very fun and exciting. They do. Um, If you missed... If you're into that kind of thing. (laughs) If you're into that sort of thing... Uh, if you missed out on the on uh, A24's 171-minute director's cut of Ari Aster's Midsummer earlier this year, you are in luck because it has been fully restocked on both Blu-ray and 4K Ultra HD and is currently available on A24's online shop. So check it. Last but certainly not least, after 75 grueling years of rewrites and reshoots, Josh Boone's horror superhero film the new mutants was released uh at the worst fucking time possible yeah this summer yeah when nobody could go to the movies um you know because of the whole covid thing and all uh it has come home and as of november 17th is available on digital hd dvd blu-ray and 4k ultra hd it's out already it's out, baby. She's out. What if what if they like canceled it all of a sudden and pulled it from all the store shows? Yeah, we need to do some reshoots. <laughs> uh, in addition to the 4K Ultra HD Ultimate Collector's Edition and the standard DVD and Blu-ray release, you uh, can also find an exclusive Best Buy edition. Immortalized. Ooh, give it to me. Give it to me. Ooh, in stunning cardboard packaging oh steelbook <laughs> packaging Ugh. gosh gross you could shoot a bullet at it you could and it wouldn't stop the bullet but it would destroy the steelbook packaging and that's probably more val- valuable thing, at that point the only thing that i'm doing with steelbooks is shooting blanks at it that's it <laughs> <laughs> right as he takes a drink ah shit <laughs> Oh, that hurt a little bit. All right, so that's it for blues, bud. All right, uh, last thing here. Uh, we have some traditions around these parts, right? Yeah. Uh, on Christmas, you watch Christmas Vacation, right? Sure. Yeah. Duh. 
on Christmas Eve Eve, you watch Die Hard. Duh. Duh. <laughs> That's our tradition. That is our tradition. But on yeah. Halloween, you watch Tales of Halloween. Makes R- sense, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, pretty soon, you can add one more to that list. Because Deadline is reporting that uh, there's a new genre flick set on James. What holiday? I don't know. Black Friday. <laughs> really? There is a Black Friday horror sci-fi movie coming out. Hell yes. And I'm so excited about it. Cool. Here's why. It is starring three of my favorite people. Okay. Michael Jai White. Okay. You know who that is? Yeah, of course. Fucking Spawn. Yeah. Spawn Fucking himself. Spawn. Yeah. Devin Sawa. Idle hands, Devin baby. Sawa himself. <laughs> and, can I get a drum roll, please? The weak-ass drum roll. All right, hold on. You're fired. Bruce Campbell. Oh! That fucking lineup, though? Are you kidding me? That is sexual. Dude, set on the busiest shopping night of the year, Black Friday, the story follows a group of disgruntled toy store employees who have to defend themselves from the legions of holiday Mm -hmm. shoppers when a mysterious alien parasite sends them on a murderous rampage. Fucking in. Are Michael Jai White, (laughs) Devin Sawa, and Bruce Campbell the workers at the... I I have to imagine, yes. That sounds fantastic, dude. in. Like... Hell yeah. This just sounds like a wet dream for me. Like it's like it's everything that I want. It sounds so stupid, yet awesome. It's like that kind of just schlocky, good genre horror flick. You yeah, know? and, like if, and if they're the three in the story, like the the three of them playing off each other, man, that would, that'd be great. And being that this is gonna have like not that Devin Sawa gets big press these days or anything like that, but it does kind of seem like whenever he shows up in something, you hear about it more. Sure, yeah. Um, and Bruce Campbell's a big star in and of his own, but I almost wonder if this will be... Mainstream's not the right word, but I wonder if this is going to get more press than a lot of Bruce Campbell's movies he typically does. There's a lot of those... A lot of Bruce Campbell movies really fly under the radar. Yeah. So I actually think this might get more press, which could be really, really good for... Campbell's career too. Yeah. So I'm I'm just I'm all over this, dude. Yeah. Super, yeah. It sounds like excited. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, this is gonna be directed by uh, Casey Tebow. Uh, Casey Tebow did a movie called Happy Birthday, uh, which I think we did for the show. If not, I know I watched it. This is the, the it was the movie about uh, the two friends. One of them just got dumped by his girlfriend, so his like best friend takes him on a birthday party across the border into Mexico and they get like oh, abducted yeah. and it's like the two hookers, yeah. but they're not. Yeah. That same I guy. I like that movie. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. That, uh, man, uh, that Steven was... Tyler was in it and played this really weird hippie role. Yeah. Yes. So same guy is directing this movie. Wow, dude. It's, it's crazy. Honest to God. Like if you had never said would have that, <laughs> never would have, like we've watched so many movies over the past four years for yep. this show that some of them so just we, don't even, we did do it for the show. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought we That's did, but crazy, I wasn't sure. man. Yeah, but I would have yeah. never even remembered that. Four years of watching two movies every single week for the last four years, you're going to forget something. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Well, and also in the early days of this show, we were watching like four or five movies. Yeah, thank God how we did that. that was I awful. don't know how we did that. <laughs> anyway, um, that's all I got, James. All right, bud. Well, we're going to take a, uh, a quick little break here a siesta oh I, not a siesta no, I'm, because... I'm, I'm actually gonna take a nap oh you are gonna yeah. okay so mike's gonna take a quick <laughs> siesta i'm going to give him the give him the goggles and <laughs> and then when we come back we'll talk about the retrospective see you guys in a minute throughout this they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp and graphic macabre torturous images that defy description 
Yeah, what's up, dude? Want to toss me one of them delicious beers? A nice kobayer? A nice kobayer. Oh, you ready? You ready? ready? Top up. All right, top up. Tops up. Top up. Face up. Oh, that one wasn't, wasn't quite wasn't, as good. Wasn't near. I'm not opening this one over my keyboard. Yes, the fuck you are. Nope. <laughs> good, good call. <laughs> nope. I saw that coming from a mile oh, away. Oh my! But you know what? I, you know what my. I didn't see coming from a mile away. What? That there was going to be a sequel to The Hills Have Eyes. You know who else didn't see it coming from a mile away? Wes Craven. Because Wes Craven... We've been over this. It's West Cravon. West Cravon uh, did not want to make this movie at all. Really? Yeah. So The Hills Have Eyes Part 2 uh, came before. It was released after A Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. However, it was shot and made well before A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Um, and this was a movie where uh, that came after Swamp Thing. And as we talked about uh, when we did the Swamp Thing episode, the... Uh, West Cravan had a, an extremely bad um, experience making Swamp Thing. Uh-huh. And he was very uh, dissuaded from the film industry. He felt rejected, didn't feel like he was being... Um, because Wes Craven, was he's an extremely intelligent guy. Was an extremely intelligent guy. Yeah. Um, he was a professor, you know, um, made porn a little bit. Hey. Professor of porn. Professor of porn. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what, kind of, that's he, what kind of man I want to be. According to those around him, he uh, he felt very, like I said, rejected. You know, felt like he wasn't getting the recognition he felt like he deserved, and mm-hmm. this and that. And the Hills Have Eyes Part Two was basically a cash grab. He made it because he needed the money. Okay, is basically what it was. All right. uh, the producer who produced the film um, loved Wes Craven, did not want to see him fizzle out, and basically said, uh, "I'll produce this movie. Let's just make a sequel to it, and whatever." Wes Craven's heart and soul was definitely not into it. Um, weirdly, you can tell that kind of from the film. Yeah. Because the film the film feels incomplete because it is. Uh, there is, uh, mm. I would say, a good 15% of the movie, and that's not exaggerating, is flashbacks. Yeah. And the reason that they're flashbacks is because they basically didn't finish the film. <laughs> um, if it was up to them, they would have went back and rewritten stuff and refilmed it to finish it the right way. Sure. And they just didn't have any money left. Yeah. And so they used a lot of scenes from the uh, original movie as padding, basically, to complete the movie to get a feature-length runtime. Which, don't get me wrong, being that we watched the first one a little while ago and it wasn't fresh in my mind, mm-hmm. having the flashbacks wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, I, I I don't think that they... I don't think they were completely... Um, I don't think that they they were a, a negative aspect of the movie necessarily. No. I do think they, there was a they lot did of get, them. Yeah, though. they did get to a point like I didn't need as the, many. They got to a point where they were a crutch. Even the dog had a flashback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does that tell you? <laughs> and even the people who made the film, there's a really good documentary. Uh, it's about a 35 minute documentary on the Arrow box set mm-hmm. that I uh, picked <clears> up a little while ago, and all the people that worked on it were talking about like none of those flashbacks were in the script. Nobody knew the flashbacks were going to be in the movie until they saw it for the first time. Really, and they even all kind of make fun of the fact that there was a dog flashback, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I have questions about the dog, but we'll get there. Um, the Hills Have Eyes Part Two came out in 1985, so a few years after the original. Written and directed by West Cravan, like we said. Uh, the synopsis here. A group of bikers heading to a race uh, become stranded in the desert and find themselves fighting off a family of inbred cannibals who live off the land. 
A, false. There was no family of cannibals at this point. There's only two people, and they weren't really much of a family. You don't think two people can make a family? No, because they don't really like each other from what you got from the movie. You have Pluto that returns. They like each other. What are you talking about? I don't know. Doesn't seem like it. So you have Pluto, Michael Berryman's character sure. from uh, the first movie. He uh, he survived his uh, attack in the first movie. Arguably the most famous out of all of them because of the cover of The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, yeah. But they, really doesn't have a big role in the original movie. Yeah, they, they say even in the documentary, Michael Berryman was hired for his face. For you know, it's yeah, true. Is, yeah, he's he's a great actor. Actually, he's got a lot. He's way better acting chops than I think most people give him credit for. Yeah, but let's be honest. He was hired because he looked different. Yeah, and he and and he fits kind of the theme of what they were going for. Yeah, and it and it did wonders for his career. Mm-hmm. He is he is who he is today simply because of that movie. Um, that being said, he was brought back probably for that reason. And then you have the addition of the character of um, the Reaper, the Reaper, who is Papa Jupiter's bro- older brother. Mm-hmm. But I got the impression that even Pluto was afraid of him, and he knew he was there, but they weren't really together. They were both kind of living independently of each other. <clears throat> is, no, it's kind no, of the sense that I got. No, because when uh, so just to jump. We're going to jump around a little bit here, but Ruby, who is now living under the assumed name Rachel. Again, I have questions. Um, she escaped She escaped the family yeah. after the she, first movie. She turned against the family and ended up helping the uh, protagonist. Right. And then went yeah. and lived in civilization. She's, uh, you know, became civilized. She's living a normal life. Um, her and Pluto are wrestling at some point in time and he's like trying to kill her blah 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 and he says uh the reaper showed up and he patched me up after my my accident with the dog that's true so i forgot about that scene yeah so okay. he came in it still seems like he's afraid of him though <clears throat> well i think the reaper came in and he was calling the shots and it's yeah. like yeah like like Pluto was just his pawn at that point. Okay, but that okay, was, fair was that was the same with that was the same with uh, Papa Jupe though too. Does two make a family though? Does it? I mean, I, 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 honestly, God, ask to ask, me ask three a, is a family. Ask a single mother with a child, Mike. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. now you look like a dick, Ooh. don't you? Nah, I don't know. Because the way that I look at it is when two people get married, right, you don't typically refer to a married couple as a family. And it's usually when they want to have kids, they say, I want to start a family. So I guess that's kind of where my my mindset comes from. So if two people get married but never have kids, are they less of a family? I think they're just a married couple. I think you're just I a think married a family, couple. I think a family is... is, is uh, two married people and offspring is kind of like that's I think what I think of as a family. All right, let's get dark here. All right, let's do it. You got a family, right? Or f- yeah, you got a family of like six people. Okay, right? Okay, and all of them. Let's let's say in a weird uh, let's say in a weird uh, fight against another family in the desert, all but two of them are murdered. Mm-hmm. What do you have left? I guess at that point you can still say this person is family. Okay, Boom. that's fair. Boom. Okay, you win. You win. But do you, get what, but do you kind of get what I'm saying too, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, I get it. It's weird. I get it. It's just, yeah, it's wrong. No, I get it. I get, I get it. It's just wrong. It's just wrong. It's, it's just, just wrong. So really, so when, when people say, I want to start a family, you should look at them and say, what, your spouse isn't good enough? Yeah. Your, what the your fu- spouse isn't considered family? Jeez. <laughs> you know what? Good point. Good point. Yeah. 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 I make all the good points. <laughs> it's debatable. Um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know where we uh, where we left off here, but... Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so Pluto and the Reaper now are basically stalking the hillside. A family. Yeah, a family. Uh, you have uh, a new cast of characters that are. Uh, they're a bunch of characters. The, the synopsis said a, a group of bikers. That makes me think of like Harley Davidson bikers. No, these are are dirt bike riders. Like they're uh, they they do they're motor- racers motocross racers. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you have uh, Roy, who is the main guy. Uh, Roy is the main uh, the main driver, and Bobby is basically his sponsor. Almost, it seems like it doesn't seem like Bobby rides. Um, He's just the the creator of the fuel that they're well, trying to. Well, Bobby is uh, from so from the original. He's the son, yes. From the original, the hills have eyes. At the end of the movie, you have uh, Bobby and what was the girl's name? What was the... I don't remember. I don't remember the she daughter's name. She survived though, right? Because she yeah. wasn't in this movie at all. Yeah, no, she wasn't in this movie. Yeah. But they they both survived. Um, and he is like severely psychologically damaged from yeah. what they went through out in the desert. And his team is supposed to go uh, to a race that takes place in the desert. And he's like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. He's basically having um, uh, PTSD about going into the desert. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so his, his, uh, his, his f- friend, Stephanie, right? Stephanie, was that her name? No, I got that wrong, didn't I? His, fr- oh, uh, Rachel? Rachel, not yeah. Stephanie, Rachel. <laughs> the fuck did I get <laughs> not Stephanie even, from? Not even close. So Rachel, one of his friends says, I'll go instead. Right. This is a person that he's very close with, it seems like. Yeah. Which is weird because Rachel, you come to find out, is Ruby, from the first movie, yep. Ruby being the young daughter that turns on the cannibal family, right, and and basically assimilates into regular life, uh-huh. pretty fucking well for a person that used to eat human flesh. Well, I mean, you do what you got to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> it seems weird to me that he would get that close to her. I know that she helped his family, but she was also part of a family that caused the death of everybody he loved. He got over that she, real quick. But she never hurt anybody. No, but she was a part of it, though. She was a part of that family for years. Yeah, I mean, but that's, like, you can't really fault a person for, for the family that they it come from. It still seems a bit weird. Like, if, if, if this was my family, for example, mm-hmm. I might thank that person for, for standing up against their own family. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I could be that close to that person, though. Knowing that their family and what she was doing before this directly was responsible for my entire family's death. Yeah, that's a a little bit weird. You're not and, wrong. And what's also weird is that the family, also a movie. the family dog Beast, also yeah. makes a triumphant return. Yeah, but it's her dog now. It's not his dog. It's her dog. <laughs> Why? No, I don't. Well, hold on. No, the official synopsis says that it is Ruby's dog. Mm. She now owns Beast. Mm. Hmm. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You're part of this cannibalistic family that killed the rest of my family, even though you were good. Um. Here's this dog that was in my family. Take, you can you can just have it. Take my dog. 
<laughs> well, Ruby, uh, Ruby and Bobby at this point are basically family. Yeah, it's just weird. It's just a I really weird they, set of circumstances. I think that they probably only call it her dog in the synopsis because after the first 15 minutes, because Bobby's being, you know, kind of butter soft, he, uh, he stays How home. How dare he? <laughs> he stays home and she goes, you know, to the race and... They pick up Beast along the way. I guess. So it just seems natural it's, to call Beast it, her dog. It just seems weird. There's a lot of like stretching you have to do, I think, to make this kind of fit into something that makes sense. That's all. Yeah. Okay. So your new characters here, you have Roy and Cass. Uh, they're dating each other. Roy is the uh, is the main uh, main dirt bike rider. Uh, Bobby has Bobby has uh, uh, come up with this new type of fuel that they think is going to basically like, make them a mint. Like they're going to be, they're going to go out there, they're going to race with it, and they're going to get sponsors, and this is going to kick off their entire careers, right? Yeah. So Roy is heading out there. He's the main racer, and he's dating Cass, who is a blind girl. Uh, Roy is the biggest asshole in the world. He is. I don't care how how good Cass as a as a blind chick is. Yeah. You don't sneak into her room with a different face on and sneak up on her waking her up from a dead sleep. That is the biggest asshole move <laughs> she took, in the world. She took it in stride. She, she did. I just don't know that that's real life. <laughs> Why not? I just feel like that's the biggest thing in the world. She can't see that it's not him. She thinks there's some random dude groping her and waking her up out of a dead sleep. He isn't groper. He didn't. He she didn't let him. He didn't get that far. Yeah, because she was too quick on her feet. Well, she's she's well, she's very capable. She's got. She's the most she's capable the, blind chick I've ever seen in my life. Which which starts to like no no no. I don't say that in a bad way, but like it starts to circle around by the end of the movie to being completely unrealistic. It, it does. She's the she's the most capable person in the entire movie. Um, and a lot of what happens though, her being in that role, it's it starts like there's I'm I'm all about the badass blind chick, right? Like her like I really am. Like it's a it's a cool story, right? Like uh, yeah, yeah. I, I get I get what they were going for, but it gets to be a bit unrealistic towards the end. And it's like, okay, come on. <laughs> well, they also suggest that she's got um not only are her other senses uh, heightened, heightened, but they also suggest that there's some level of uh, like precognition or, or something like that. Like she's she has like some something of like a psychic ability as well. Like I just, she has these feelings, these intuitions. You I know guess. what I mean? Yeah, I always thought I kind of picked. I thought that that was maybe just her hearing things, and it was the way that she interpreted things. She just got really good at it. Well, they literally said like, "Are you having one of your feelings about?" And yeah, then they and don't, then, they and don't then really she goes I just out, and though. then she goes I just heard I just heard Roy scream and they said did you really hear him scream and she goes no I just I I feel like I felt him scream. Okay, that's 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 true. That's true. Regardless of which though. Um they take a lot of liberties with her character. It makes her character really badass, don't get me wrong. Yeah. They take a lot of liberties with her. like <laughs> like how she as a as a blind chick can navigate an entire complex like straight through towards the end of the movie in a cave system that she's never seen before. It's pretty unrealistic. <laughs> she she's feeling her way around though. I mean, it's, like that's she is, but I don't buy it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't buy it. Uh, you also have uh, Foster and Sue. Um, Foster is sort of the um, he's not the prankster of the group, but he's kind of a fun loving guy. He's kind of you know he's uh, happy go lucky. He's dating Sue. 
Sue, who I don't know if you ever watched the show Castle. Yeah. She was uh, all grown up now. She was the um, the, uh, the the police. Uh, what do you call the person in charge of the police station? Oh, um, the um, chief. The chief. Yeah, yeah, she was the chief in Castle for uh, most of the uh, entire series. The that's one they I always call from. Sir. Uh, yes. Which is always it's that's always struck me as pretty interesting. That is that is that a real life thing? Like regardless of regardless of whether it's a man or a woman in that role, do they always call them Sir? I don't know. And I feel like there's maybe like because they a, do the, they do do that on Castle, right? They do, and I feel, almost feel like there's a bit of a sexist thing in there to some people. <clears throat> like, why why are you calling them sir? Is is that better than being called ma'am? Like, I feel like there's kind of like that argument that could be had. To me, it's always ma'am. Like whenever I'm whenever I'm talking to a woman in charge, it's it's ma'am. Well, sure. I but I kind of feel like maybe in that dichotomy okay. because it's such a male dominated industry. I, I'm yeah. I I'm not, if there's, I'm uh, not some, trying to get into there. a conversation about no, all that, no like because that's that's Let's a whole different conversation. <laughs> I've just always found it interesting that on that yeah. show, and I'm wondering if that's what they actually do sure. in real life too. It's probably one of those things where for some people take it one way, some people take it the other way. <laughs> Sure. Depends on the person. Right on. Um, let's see here. You have uh, Harry, who is hands down the most annoying character of the entire film. I loved Harry. I fucking hated him. He was like <laughs> an unfunny Ad- uh, Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg. Yeah. But an unfunny version of him, which is just annoying. I hated him. <laughs> I, I think I liked him just because I pictured Andy Samberg playing him the entire <sighs> he lo- time. He did kind of look like him a little bit, didn't he? Everything about him was yeah. Andy Samberg. He looked like him. He acted like him. Yeah. He's just terribly unfunny. Oh, I um, liked him. You have uh, Jane, who I think was Jane dating Hulk. Mm, I Maybe don't. I don't know. Or were they just kind of the two odd single people out in the group? No, no. Jane. Jane was uh, Jane was the one who was wearing like the newsboy cap, right? Yeah. yeah. No, she was dating Harry. Mm. Mm. You're right. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Hulk. Hulk was uh, odd guy out. Hulk was. Uh, gonna smash Ruby, I think. Yeah, yeah, he was interested in her. Hulk, but smash. they weren't they weren't necessarily. T- uh, I get it. I get it's it. Two weeks in a I row that it. fucking <laughs> jokes have just gone straight over your stupid little blonde head. Don't make him angry. Um. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Jane. Uh, Jane is kind of like the cool, kind of like hip chick, if you will, from back then. Uh, sure. The, why 1985. not? 1985. Oh, she kind of like she kind of seemed like the more of the rebel. She. I don't know. I don't. I, I Is guess. Is that not I how you would describe her? No, not. I don't. I don't know. Like the there wasn't like a. It just seemed like a pretty cohesive group of characters. It Nobody, did. There was of. no. There was no crazy distinction between any of them, which is almost. I would disagree it's, on that. It's almost. I think they're I, all. No, they're, they all have de- their own personalities. They're definitely no. Well, they all had their own personalities, but they worked really well as a group of friends. Yes, they did. So in that in that way, like this this movie, I mean, it's not the best movie in the world. It's not the worst movie in the world, but I actually really liked the chemistry amongst this group of people. No, it was really good. I thought that I they agree. I thought that they worked super well as a group of friends. Like I almost felt like I was watching, like I could pick out the personalities of each of us. Like yeah. our group of friends within this group of people. I thought that exact same thing. Yeah. It's very similar to our group of friends. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I really, I really like that. Um and then to to round it out though, like we said, Hulk is he's he's kind of a kind of a jockey kind of dude or whatever. He's got he got the hots for Ruby. He tries to hit on her at one point in time. You can tell like there's sort of some sparks there, but then he dies. So, you know. Bumsky. Bumsky. <laughs> 
Um, I will say this, Jane, not to jump ahead here. Yeah. The most contrived shower scene I've ever seen. Oh they literally find a shower in the middle of nowhere in this abandoned in this abandoned little city. It's in the just to not, have a nude scene with her. N- not a city. It's just a. Fu- it's like a. It's a. It's in a. Uh, like a. It's a. It's like a, a minor ranch. little miner's ranch. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's literally like one house like, and a shed oh, and then there's, there's a just, shower. I'm gonna get naked and take a shower. <laughs> there's just a fucking. There's a shower head hanging out in the middle of a driveway. And she goes, "Oh, look at this! A shower. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wash off some of the dirt before Harry gets back." And it's like, uh, it is the most contrived oh, thing God. I've ever seen in my life. Like the biggest excuse to get a chick in a shower ever. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it was, it was laughable. It was so so bad. It's almost like that note that uh, Adam Green got in. Uh, what was it when he was writing? Um, Cabin oh, Fever Two, and they're scary, like, add a, a scary, scary stove, stove. and it's oh like, it's like you have a movie that's set in the middle of the desert. Add a shower scene in. <laughs> that's basically what it was. Hey, uh, can you do an outdoor shower scene? Uh, it's the middle of the fucking desert. Yeah, but do do a, sh- a shower scene. The funny thing is, this was written completely by Wes Craven, so. Really? I think he just Wes put it. Wes fucking it. wrote the outdoor shower scene into this? I mean, I mean, nudity was nothing new to him at, at the very least. It wasn't like he wasn't used to putting that in his movies. It's but not like, even about... It's, it's so even, contrived. It's not even about the nudity because they really didn't show anything. It's more so... It's pretty a, brief, yeah. It's more so about a fucking... A, just a... You already know that there's a psychopath who stole one of some of your property, and you know that your boyfriend and another dude went out and went after him hours ago and never returned. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You should be alarmed. But instead, you're looking for a place to take an outdoor shower. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like that's just that's bad writing. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I don't, and it, 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 it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like like they had to fill a quota for like boobs in the movie, you know. You already saw Captain Gates's boobs, you know. <laughs> it's Captain Gates from Yes, uh... Captain Gates. It, her name came back to me. Okay, all right. My point is though, it wasn't like there was a quota they needed to fill like, oh, we need boobs in this movie, so it has to be here. No, you already had it. Yeah. So what was the point of the scene? And her scene, Captain Gates's scene, we're talking about uh Sue here. Yeah. Uh the chick from Castle. Yeah. Like the point is, like, you already had that scene. You didn't need to put in a completely random shower scene in the middle of the fucking desert. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. And Sue's scene actually makes sense because she's she's hooking up with Foster in the van. She's, yeah, she's like, about to... That actually makes sense. She's about to get a swerve on. Swerve. Yeah, I, I just it just doesn't make <laughs> sense to me. I... Don't get me wrong. I'm not like I'm not getting mad about there being a little bit more. Uh... I fucking hate shower scenes. <laughs> This is bullshit. Take it all back. <laughs> um, okay, so here's the thing about this movie. The original uh, Hills Have Eyes was very much its own beast, right? It was like this it was cannibal. It was dirty <laughs> and gritty. and like the it was, dog was named uh, Beast. Yeah. I get it. It was, it was very much its own thing, though. You know, it had like this um, this air of sort of exploitation <clears throat> to it. Like yeah. it was very dirty and this yeah. and that. This movie actually, when all was said and done, this movie struck me as more of a slasher. Which I don't know was their intent, mm. but the way that it was written, if you think about it, um, the Reaper is sort of like the the big protagonist. Yeah, well, and every, an- antagonist, and, antagonist. And, antagonist. antagonist, and yeah. all of the kills are very reminiscent of early slasher movies. Totally, yeah. So, like, it, actually, this movie is a really good slasher. 
It yeah. might not be the best Hills Have Eyes sequel, and it might not have been made to be what I think that it is. Yeah. But it's actually a pretty decent slasher. If this didn't have the name The Hills Have Eyes, absolutely, I feel like it would be way more well-regarded. If it didn't have the name uh, The Hills Have Eyes, and if you, as much as I... I, I love Michael Berryman, and mm-hmm. as much as I love the character of Pluto, if you took his he character... He was shoehorned in. Right. Yeah. If you took his character out of the whole deal, like the like the the this the the uh the move that the reaper does all the time where somebody will be yelling for their friend yeah, like, and then and then he whispers it from the from off in the yep. like distance yep. somewhere. Yep. Like somebody would be like, Sue, and then he'll just go Sue. It's a more that's fucking creepy. creepy. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, creepy, it's dude. Really creepy. That's fantastic. Like, like I said, if you didn't, and the way you put it, if you didn't shoehorn Pluto into mm-hmm. the story, it'd be a fantastic slasher. There it, was one kill that I loved, dude. Uh, the POV shot, the the part where he where he comes up on Sue, <laughs> like it's um so Cass and uh, Jane is that her name? Yeah. Jane, the girl with the news cap. Yep. They're in the house. They're kind of looking around, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden you cut to an outside shot and you don't really know what you're looking at at first. And you actually don't even know what point of view you're looking from. All you see is this like, uh, like kind of white splotch off in the distance. Yep. And it turns out to be Sue's sweater that she's wearing. And it kind of starts to come into focus as the camera gets closer and closer and then you start to realize that the camera's swaying back and forth almost like somebody is walking and then you realize that you're actually seeing sue from the point of view of the reaper yep and then all of a sudden the camera speeds up and he's running at her and it's a it's a pov shot of him attacking her and it's such a great shot it, it almost was like a like a uh, shaky cam shot a little bit yeah and and even like that 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 very okay. last shot of Evil Dead where uh, the shaky cam comes through the house and then you see you see uh, um, Bruce Ash turn toward the camera and scream Ash. Ash. I'm talking about now how it's like a shaky cam shot. Oh yeah yeah I get you. Okay, that okay. very last scene in Evil Dead where he turns yes, toward the yes, camera yes. and screams. It's that exact same shot. So with you're basically Sue. saying it's the Rammo cam. Yeah yeah Sue is the Rammo cam. <laughs> Yeah. Or no, the Reaper. The Reaper is the Reaper is. Oh, is that what they call it, the Ramo yeah, cam? Yeah. I thought they called it. Was it, a, it, was a, it was a it was a camera that was mounted <laughs> onto a two by four with two people on each end. I thought they called it the shaky cam. No, it was the Ramo cam. Oh. Where am I getting that then from? Oh, shaky cam is is just a thing. Oh, I always thought they called it okay, yeah, then the Ramo cam. Sorry. Sure. Yeah, it looks like that. And it and it's that exact same shot where she turns toward the camera right at the last second to scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved I loved that scene. I thought it was really cool. There were some other really cool kills too. Like there's uh there's a shot of um I forget who it is riding the dirt bike and he's riding and all of a sudden he gets a, a spear right through his chest and it knocks him off Hulk. the back Hulk, yeah. Yeah. And it knocks him like clear off the back of the bike. And that was mm-hmm. a really cool kill. Kind of yeah. came out of nowhere. Um it was like I said, the, the kills are actually really good in this movie. They're 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 exactly what they need to be. They're not completely over the top. Yeah. But they're they're serviceable for the move for the story they're telling. Yeah. Um, and it's exactly the way the, the Reaper and the, the, just the name The Reaper. The like, Reaper. That's, that's a fucking slasher name. It's a badass name. Right? Yeah. 
it's what's one letter away from being the Ripper, <laughs> or two letters, I uh, suppose. It's, yeah, like, <laughs> it's a, three letters. Shut actually. up! You get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. Um, um, I yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, so there's one thing that I really didn't like about this movie, though. What's that? Um, so <gasps> Ruby or Rachel, uh-huh. as she's as she as she's known in this movie, and up until you know when she reveals the fact that she's Ruby, actually. They all take to that idea pretty damn quickly. Oh, uh, no. Uh, who is it? Uh, the annoying dude. Harry. Harry kind of calls her out for it. They don't yeah, believe her at first. At first. Harry but, calls her out for but it. But Hulk immediately starts calling her Ruby. Maybe it's because he has a hot for Did he really? Yeah. I don't think I noticed that. But here's the other thing. Did you notice that earlier in the movie, before she actually told them that she was Ruby... At one point in time, Cass hears her screaming, and she stands up from the bus, and she goes, "Ruby, no." Before, yeah, she. Oh, I did not notice that. Yeah, no. I think it's. I, I don't even. I didn't even look it up, but I'm. I'm willing to bet that if you looked up uh, the goofs on IMDb, that they called it that. But it's probably shot it. They probably shot it out of sequence. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and she she stands up and she yells Ruby at one point in time, but it's way before she even tells them that she was the girl from yeah. eight years ago. Yeah. Um. But my big problem is, at the end of the movie, spoilers. At the end of the movie, you have uh, Roy and Cass mm-hmm. and the Beast. Yep. Left walking off into the sunset, right? Mm-hmm. And I ended the movie and I go, but where's Ruby? So Ruby died. So okay, so there's a story behind this. But there's my problem. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> because Ruby's death I went back and I rewatched Ruby's death scene and I go, no, 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 this no. This is no. her fault. This is her fault. Why? Okay. So during in the in the documentary that I watched about this, right? Uh she was completely against the girl that played her uh um what's her name? Janice Blythe. Uh she was completely against the idea that Ruby died in the movie. She tried to tell Wes Craven doesn't make sense. I came back after all this. Ruby shouldn't die, right? And Wes Craven your decision. And Wes Craven was basically like, well, let's just shoot it the way that it's supposed to be, and then uh, we'll shoot a secondary version of it. We'll rewrite it and shoot a secondary, mm-hmm. whatever. They ran out of time, ran out of money, you know, it was never going to happen. So sure. when it came time to shoot the scene, she was supposed to fall over hit her head on the rock and like gurgle or whatever and have like a death scene basically. Mm. And she refused to do it. Really? She absolutely refused to do it. And she even says in the documentary, she goes, she goes, when I hit my head, you'll notice all I do is I basically just kind of pass out. Yeah. Because I didn't want to die. But like it's not That's really bullshit. your it's not really your choice. It's not your choice. Um and I think what it was is that Wes Craven just didn't care enough. Because like I uh. said, this whole shot, this whole shoot, if you watch the doc, it's pre- it was made after he had passed, unfortunately, so you don't have him talking about yeah, it. Yeah. But from the uh from the the viewpoint of everybody working on the film, Wes was just kind of there. He disowned the movie, he was just there kind of make a paycheck like he was not happy with it his his soul was not into this movie so i think what happened was he just kind of let it go is what it was and it does make for a really anticlimactic death scene really for does. ruby she if she totally would have confused if she would have just died yeah it would have at least given her character an ending yeah as opposed to now it's just fucked up i mean i guess you could kind of just assume that you know she wakes up and whatever happens 
you know, she I, eventually makes her way I back guess. to, but it's, it, le- it have, left it. The Hills Have Eyes 4 coming in 2025. It's old Ruby now. She wakes up after being in a coma for 25 years. Ruby's <laughs> Revenge. <laughs> I, it's just, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like she as an actress kind of fucked that up. Yeah, she, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, that that's why that was the way that yeah, it was. Yeah, because well, when she first falls and hits her head, she stays awake for a second, and then she just goes... Oh. <sighs> now, there is a whole bunch of blood pouring out of her head that's rolling down the rock. I don't know if you noticed that. I don't know that. if I'd say pouring. No, well, there's a pretty good fountain coming down. You was might not it? have noticed it because it wasn't yeah. really red. It was really dark. I mean, don't get me but, wrong. You could definitely hit your head and sure. even that hard and still die from it, but it just yeah. in a movie... You got to do it a little better. I agree. Um, I, I don't know if there's much else to say. We didn't really get into like the plot of the movie. It's pretty straightforward. These people go out into the uh, into the desert. They try to take a shortcut, and they run out of gas. They stop in this town, and that's where Pluto and the Reaper are. All I can say that's pretty is, much it. Like, it's can, not much can, to it. All I can say is, moral of the story, pay attention to daylight savings time. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> And you'll be fine. All of your friends will live. Fun fact. Um, did you notice while watching this that any of the music cues sounded familiar? I did. And when I read this next bit of trivia, it made perfect sense. Okay. Did you notice it at all? Mm, I don't know. So uh, the music and the, the the score was done by Harry Manfredini, okay. who did a lot of the Friday the 13th movies. Actually, almost all the Friday the 13th movies. Yeah. And you'll notice that uh, a lot of the cues used in this movie were actually Friday cues that he reused for this movie. Because when when uh, Wes Craven went to him to do it, he basically said, I have half the amount of money that you're used to, because they were out of money, basically, mm-hmm. and you have half the amount of time to make this. And Harry Manfredini basically flew back to New York, mm-hmm. did, the, did the score in a record amount of time, flew back, and finally gave them the scores as they were doing the mixing process. There was no time. There, and he reused a lot of Friday cues in this movie. Well, now that you say that, even as I was watching this movie, at the very end, I think it was at the very end of the credits, uh-huh. it ends with something that goes... I don't know that they had that. It did. Because I, I remember... I, I need I remember, to rewatch that. I remember I, thinking about it and going, that's, that's odd. I really... I swear to God, I feel dude. like he wouldn't have used... Unless... Unless it, it was before it, that caught on, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't quite so blatant, but it was like it was that same kind of like a a, a vocal hit. I that want you to find trailed this, off. I want you to find that and show it to me, though. I will because I didn't notice it. I will. Yeah. But um. Anyway, that's uh, that's the Hills Have Eyes Part Two. Yeah. Part two. Now to move on to the Hills Have Eyes Part Three, aka Mind Ripper, aka not really a true sequel, but it's kind of a sequel. We'll get into it. AKA, no the fuck, it is not. Yeah, it's... <laughs> so here's the thing. Mind Ripper, which was produced by Wes Craven, written by his son, Jonathan Craven, mm. uh, and I believe that uh, it was actually sort of rewritten by Wes, even though he's not credited for it. I had read that uh, he sort of kind of rewrote it in this in the way of taking stuff out. Mm-hmm. But uh, directed by Joe Gayton, um, this is where my music video trivia comes in. Hmm. Jonathan Craven, Wes Craven's son, okay. is credited for co-directing a music video for one of the single greatest bands of all time. Okay. Who do you think it is? Depeche Mode. 
Okay, a little <laughs> off. He directed Limp Biscuits Counterfeit. Oh my god. Um, their very first, I'm pretty sure, music video. Wes Craven's <laughs> son co-directed Limp Biscuits Count. Let that sink in for a second. <laughs> That's bizarre. You're a counter. <laughs> so good so good also you should probably just correct your put yourself on put yourself on record of, as saying uh you were being mildly facetious when you said one of the greatest bands ever <laughs> depends on who you're talking to if you're Dep- talking to me i guess it depends on douchebag i'm gonna, douchebag. Fu- I'm gonna fuck you up <laughs> I mean, do lyrics get better than that? I don't think so. No. I don't think they so. Don't. Fred Durst is like a fine like a, a fine wine. A like fine a... toilet wine. It doesn't necessarily get better with age, but uh but after 180 days when it's all skunked out, you'll definitely get drunk out of your mind. <laughs> That's how you describe Fred Durst. <laughs> Or it just straight kills you. Yeah. <laughs> you drink it, and then you die. Or that. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, the Hail of Eyes 3, a.k.a. Mind Ripper from 1995. Uh, the synopsis here is, uh, government scientists attempt to reanimate a corpse they found in the desert, but end up inadvertently creating a monster. Um, here's my, my first thought about this movie, right? The very, very first act of the movie, you see these scientists. They are recovering the body of a person that fell from a cliff. Mm-hmm. Now, we know that this movie was originally written as a third part to The Hills of Eyes. Yeah. And what happened was, as I like said, I believe Wes Craven went back and edited out all of the things that would have connected it to that movie. Okay. What I'm wondering is, the way that Pluto dies in part two oh. is that he is kicked off from the side of a cliff. My very first thought is I wonder if this body that they found at the bottom of this ravine in the hills was supposed to be originally the body of Pluto, huh. which would make sense because of all the characters that you're going to bring back for a third movie. Why wouldn't it be Michael Barrymore yeah. or Barryman? Barryman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wondered if that was who that was supposed to be. This is all conjecture, honestly, uh, you know, to be honest. But yeah, except for this guy was like an Adonis, you know? Well, in this movie, he was. Yeah. They rewrote it, mind you. Yeah. So I just, like I said, I just wonder if instead of it being a body that they found at the bottom of this ravine, if they changed it to, oh, here's this dude that committed suicide, right? That was their rewrite. Now, that... Just makes you wonder. And this is how they reintroduced that character. Now, that would actually be really into interesting. Into the movie. Yeah. That would have been a perfect way to make this into... Because the entire time I was watching this, I was like... How the fuck is this considered a sequel to an unofficial sequel by fans, obviously, because it's it's not actually a sequel to... No, it's actually known as The Hills Have Eyes 3 in other territories. Like it, it's, it's, it's an official title. It is? Yes. Not in the U.S., but in other territories, it is. Well, that just doesn't make any good sense. Wes Craven, apparently, from what I was reading, Wes Craven had wanted to turn... Uh, this movie franchise into like an actual franchise. One of his ideas was that he eventually wanted to take it to space because back then in the eighties and the early nineties, what do you do? You take you go to you, space. You go to yeah. space. Yeah, and that Goes makes and that actually makes sense if you watch this if you watch this movie because this movie feels more like an alien movie yeah. than it does a Hills Have Eyes movie. Yeah, 
take that all into consideration. Mm. I actually, for as much shit as this movie gets, because it was universally panned, mm-hmm. I actually kind of liked it. I it, did too. It definitely had its downfalls. Well, of course. But I liked it. I don't think that may, is it because it's no it's is is it because of its tie into the hills have eyes and because people hold uh the hills have eyes in such high regard that they're like, "Oh no, this is a fucking travesty." I would say that at least in the states more people know it just as Mind Ripper. Yeah. And less as the hills have eyes 3. So, so if you I'm know say, it just I'm as say no. if you know it just as Mind Ripper, and don't even know the tie-in with the Hills Have Eyes, I mean, what's not to like? It's you a know? standard '80s sort of sci-fi yeah. movie. Yeah, it's corny. There's some bad acting. There's some. Really There's also some really good acting. There's some only by Lance Hendrickson. Dude, Giov- everybody else. Giovanni sucks. Giovanni Ribisi, dude, is he was one terrible. Of, he was he was, he fine. was awful. He was fine. He was Giovanni Ribisi. I know that he's kind of well revered now. He's one of my favorite actors. I still dude. don't th- he has one acting style and that is Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah. He's the same in every single movie. Yeah. And it's good for that character, but the but when it's it's that character in every single movie, it gets old. The guy does not have range. He's really good at one thing. I'll give him that. There are two different but there's type, no range. There are two different types of actors. There's character actors and there's leading men. He is a leading man. I don't mean that in the sense like I don't mean that in the sense like he is a leading man like fucking like Brad Pitt. But he's not a character. What actor. you're saying is, and, I, and this is a weird way to say it, but what you're saying is that it's kind of like Nick Cage. He's fucking Nick Cage right. in every movie. Right. And I don't, I don't know if I, I think it's just that's the way they put it, like leading man. I don't yeah. know if that's the best way to describe it, but he plays, he plays Giovanni Ribisi in every single movie. Well, if it makes any difference, this was his very first movie, and that's not entirely true. What was the movie where he played? What was the movie where he played like the really eccentric, like genius that sort of sure. guy? But I'm he not, was, I'm he not like, well versed in my had, Ribisi. He had bleach blonde hair. Are you really not? I'm really you don't, not. Do you not like no, him? No, I like, I like him just fine. He's I just, so good. Man. I don't seek him out though. Oh man! Like he's in one of my favorite movies of all time. What? Top fifteen, I would say, not like top ten or anything. What? Um, Gone in sixty seconds. The Nick Cage Gone. I <laughs> do. I love that movie. It's not a great movie. It's no, no. It's not. Like I said, I it's in it's in my top like probably fifteen only because I've seen it so many times. It's just mm-hmm. kind of one of my go. It's a guilty pleasure. Like, I love that movie so much. You should feel guilty. <laughs> no, it's great, dude. <laughs> It's oh great. boy! <laughs> oh, and isn't he? Yeah, he play. He's like a. He's like. He's he's like. He's Nick Cage's little brother. Yeah, he's like not the brightest kid in the world, but Which he's a fucking genius giving, when it comes to cars, right? It makes sense giving their acting styles that it's Nick Cage's little brother. <laughs> in all fairness, who? <laughs> um, it's a car. <laughs> um. Anyway, though, this was this was his very first movie ever. So if that kind was it of, really yeah this was his very first well his, dude if that cut, his so screen cut him, debut so cut least, him some slack then no, if this him. was his first movie ever look at your foos, your first movie ever um shift was yeah amazing yeah you amazing were, you were really good in it listen Daryl was your name Daryl I don't know what what the fuck was your name in that short oh fuck uh, no one knows what we're talking about. no what's <laughs> what what's the uh, Damien Damien yeah. Damien I was Damien. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. Oh, you were? Yeah. 
We should post this. We should ask no, them. No, we no, 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 no. We should. No. no. We should. No. Come on. No. Laugh at yourself a little bit. No. Yep. Let it shrivel and die. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Um, we have, uh, rounding up the cast here before we get into the rest of the movie, Lance Hendrickson plays Stockton. He is the, uh, he's your main. And I mean, he's come on. amazing as uh, usual. I mean, come on. If there's one reason to watch this movie alone... It's fucking Lance Hendrickson. Yeah, no. um, like we like we said, his son is Giovanni Ribisi. He plays Scott. Uh, he has a daughter named Wendy, played by Natasha Wagner, and then Wendy's boyfriend Mark, who is AKA the worst actor I've ever seen in my life. Um, Accurate. Yeah, awful. <laughs> he's the worst. Oh God, I couldn't wait for him to die. And he's the fucking worst. And they delivered too, because his death scene was pretty cool. Yes. The old, I wish that it was more. The old, yes. the old full 180 twist of the neck was pretty dope. It's a good um, standby. Good. Stand you know by. who Natasha Wagner is? I don't. She's Robert Wagner's daughter. Oh, no shit. Robert Wagner as in... Rob Wag? Number two. As in, who does number two work for? <laughs> you know that? I do know that because I have... I have sort of an homage to that in my own bathroom. When you just gave him a cute nickname, though, you had no idea who I was talking about. I know him now. <laughs> oh, shit. Rob Wag? Rob Wag. <laughs> you on. didn't? You had no idea who I was talking about. Yeah, there, was, there was a movie named after him. <laughs> uh, Wag, Wag the... Wag the dog. Wag the Rob. <laughs> Piece of shit. Uh, I know who he is. I didn't know my name. You're right. Yeah, she's, Call me out, James. She is, she is the daughter of number two. <laughs> Sounds real shitty. <laughs> um, yeah, Mark though, uh, her boyfriend is like the fucking worst. He was like Harry in Hills Advice Part Two. I just wanted him to die. Just wanted him to die, and that was it. I, I kind of liked Harry though. <laughs> Did not like Rob. So the way the movie starts though is Stockton, Lance Hendrickson's character. Uh, he's initially part of this uh, scientific research team that is trying to reanimate dead bodies basically yep. and they have a serum and it's uh it's led by um a guy named alex who is a piece of shit uh you have oh. joanne who is uh yeah we haven't given her we haven't given one of those in a while <laughs> this is deserving um you also have rob who is uh who he played a character in the rock the greatest alcatraz movie ever did you notice that? The greatest Alcatraz movie ever? Yeah. Probably the only Alcatraz movie no ever. <laughs> Escape from Alcatraz. There's The Great Escape. There's tons of them. Those aren't real movies. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> because The have... Rock is the only one. That's um, fair. You also have... Wait, who did you say, no, though? Dude, who, who no, did no, you no. say was in, uh, was in... The Rock the is Rock? literally about people trying to escape from Dwayne Johnson's body. <laughs> That's what that movie's about. Can't do it. It's too big. <laughs> it's too big. <laughs> Who'd you say was in The Rock, though? Um, uh, bah, bah, Gregory Sporleader, guy that played Rob. He Sporleader. was the he was the dude that was uh, oh, basically yeah. the uh, tech. He was a tech guy, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was yeah. in The Rock. Yeah, he was, he was little, in Twister too. He was. Yes, yeah. he plays like the wiener dude in every movie. <laughs> Just being honest with you. Except for, I mean, think about what he did in this movie, where he said he oh, he, he's kind he, of a, he was kind of a badass. He went off to be a hero, and he and he was like, "I've always had a crush on you." He also spied on Joanne in the shower using 3D lenses, like a fucking creep. <laughs> I mean, I'd do it too, but you know, he listen. I'm a creep though. <laughs> listen, this this dude was doing this dude was using Oculus Rift before it was even a fucking idea. That's true. So that's very true. I hey, mean, give him his propers. Have you had three? I don't know. 
I think you have because oh. I only had two. I lost count at twelve. So oh, here you go. There you go. Bombing. One more time. Oh shit! All right. Um, that, was, that was a good over over flip though. Yeah, that was good. Uh, anybody else in yeah. this? You have Larry and Frank, who are basically just kill characters. They don't really mean much. Uh, and then you have Dan Bloom or Blom, 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 Blom. <laughs> who plays Thor the monster. He basically he yeah he basically is a Blom. Um, because that's the best way to describe this character is just a Blom. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, he's uh. His character is weird. So this is the guy that uh, supposedly committed suicide in the beginning. Yet he's this long-haired, like, GQ-looking dude. This is fucking... Which is weird. Yeah. It's, it's a weird choice to pick for your monster character. Uh, wait, why? Because he just doesn't look like it right off the bat. Like, he doesn't look like... <clears throat> if I was casting this role... Yeah. It's not the look that I'd be going for. Why? I don't know. He, he just looks like a surfer dude. Like he looks like a good-looking surfer dude. But that's not who he he was. He was all yoked out because they were giving him these, because uh, they were injecting him with with this virus, which was causing. They were injecting him with the virus, and did they did they also mention like uh, other like hormones and stuff like that too? There was something in it. So Alex, who was the uh, the main scientist after Stockton left the initial um, the initial crew. Yeah. Stockton was there when they found Thor. Yeah. But then left because he didn't like what they were doing, basically. Yeah. And then Alex basically took the lead. Alex, though, behind the rest of the crew's back, started pumping him full of the serum at an extremely accelerated rate, which yeah. basically caused him to roid out. And he became this huge hulking dude that was super right. So like when and turned like, him into a monster, like basically. Stockton said when they found him, he was just this ninety pound little you know little weakling. So but even but even still though, I feel like the the version of Thor after the serum, yeah, he was still like this GQ surfer looking dude. It was just kind of a weird look I thought for the character. That's all. Now as he as he started to transform into like the alien looking monster that he did at the end and there's some really cool effects the fucking weird cock spike that came out of his mouth oh god because it was it was so it was so phallic it's unbelievable but it was very species are you gonna gonna disagree which was everything about that movie was oh yeah species was that was a geiger basically like an hr geiger no no it was hr geiger no, no, I know that. I'm just, first species. Yeah, I know yeah, that. Okay. I'm saying it was like one of his wet dreams, though. Kind of, yeah. Like <laughs> it's, a, it's like a spiky cock thing that came out of his mouth. Like it's weird, but it looked really cool. Yeah, and it, like it like it, like went into people's eyes and temples, and like he just like spiked the shit out of them and like killed them, and it was gruesome and awesome. Because he was he was he was uh, he the reason they the reason they call it mind ripper is because uh, basically this virus that they were injecting with, which. Kind of makes sense, like you said, they they were gonna take it in the direction of going to space. Yeah, this thing was very like this wasn't a normal virus taking over his body. It was it was mutating him into something completely different, mm-hmm. something completely in, inhuman. And he had this weird spike thing that came out of his mouth that he spike would cock. spike cock, but he would <laughs> spike cock, but that he would tap into people's brains with and like basically well, he suck needed- out their. He needed like a chemical that was in the brains, it basically. Was, it was the it was uh what they call them um sterols or something like that. It was uh or sterols. Sterols. It, it was the it's like the base compound of cholesterol. Yes. Which yes. apparently is 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 and that's, present and in that the brain. kept him like like leveled out basically. Right. And if he didn't get it, he would 
fully on mutate into this thing. Right. Um, but it was cool that, like you said, though, it, it does the space idea. If that's what this was, it makes sense. This movie literally did feel like alien though. It felt like the crew of the, you know, Nostra, Nostradamus. No, Nostromus. Yeah. Nostromus. Oh God. (laughs) I can hear everyone getting so angry at me right now. Um, point is though, like it was like the crew though, running from the alien on the ship. Mm hmm. It, even even the the architecture of the 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 base in the hills looked like an alien spacecraft. Yeah, it really did. Um, what did you call it? The Nostromus. Nostromo. Nostromo. I was yeah. close. I was close. <laughs> um, but it really did look like that though. So if they were going for this sort of spacey theme, but then kind of retrofit it to the hills have eyes. Yeah. It 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 really does make sense. Yeah. Um, and I kind of liked it for that. It did really, you could totally re-edit this movie and make it a space movie. Get rid of, just get rid of the hill stuff from outside. Yeah. Make it and, and replace it with some fucking space and you have a fucking space movie. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's, and it's about an alien rather than a serum. You could very, very easily do it. There's a lot of ideas in this movie that I think aren't completely fleshed out. Um, and that's because it was probably written very haphazardly like yeah. I, I you know this was written it, it was written to be one movie then retrofit to be another movie so i'm sure a lot of stuff got lost in translation um that being said you know as as i was saying before i didn't hate this movie it was your typical like 90s uh horror like b movie fair yeah which i'm a big fan of yeah. so i didn't hate this movie at all yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of curious as to because I didn't either. I actually I had a pretty good time watching it. It's got some it's got some pretty uh decent effects going on. There was the one that really got me and it was completely unexpected. The toenail. The fucking toenail, yes! dude. I was yes. Like, I was like I have in my notes the toenail gag is the worst. It, like hands down. It comes out of nowhere. And it doesn't play into anything else. No. It's just a thing that happens. It's just like somebody they were shooting <laughs> they were shooting it or writing it or whatever and they're just like, "Hey, just for kicks." Oh, kicks? Yeah, kicks. <laughs> just for kicks, what if this dude loses a toenail at this part? Yeah. Because there the really worst. was no other reason to put that part in there aside from it to just be a like a, a good gross out yeah, part. Like, I'll watch like, the and it fucking, was fucking effective too. Like, I'll watch the cock spike go into a dude's eye or into a dude's oh, totally. face or whatever. Don't fucking show oh, me toenail, a toenail bro. getting ripped off. Like I can't handle oh, it. Oh <laughs> god. It was so bad. So gross. <laughs> it was um it looked good though. It was like it was yeah, really it well did. done. What if it was real? Like, what if he actually like did that and then they just filmed it? <laughs> I doubt it, but oh my gosh! Um, I also thought there was there's a point in time where Joanne and um, Joanne and Rob, the dude from The Rock, uh, Joanne is uh, a chick. She's like this really out of place, super hot chick that was part of the uh, the scientific crew. And you come to find out that she is straight up in love with Lance Hendrickson's character. Yeah, which and, I mean, and who he, who wouldn't be? And he turned her down because he had a family. A Good guy, Lance Hendrickson. Yeah. B, fucking slaying pussy if he wants to. <laughs> right? Right? Yes. Right? Yes. So here's the thing. Because that's how we talk. Slaying pussy. Fine, fine. He's... Yeah, that, 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 that I got nothing else. Um, my, my point is, my point is this. She is completely in love with him, and, and his kids blame him for... 
or blame her for breaking up his parents' marriage. Little do they know she actually didn't have anything to do with it, even though she like was in love with the dude. Yeah. Um, and there's a scene, there's a scene later on. I don't know why I said that to get to here, but there's a scene <laughs> later on where Joanne and Rob are trying to find their way out, and they're like they're looking at the old schematics, and like, well, this was an old nuclear, nuclear, N- nuclear. <laughs> God. Try am, one more time. Am I George Bush? Yeah. Nuclear. There you go. Nuclear. Yeah, there we there go. There you go. Yeah, fucking George Bush. You wore nu- off on me. Nuclear. nuclear. There's an old nuclear um, uh, hatch to get out, right? Mm-hmm. But it was part of the old schematics, and they don't know the door is there. So they basically find it, and they they realize they can still get into it. He very easily pries off a a hinge that's supposed to keep nuclear waste out of it with a, an old pipe, which I find very... Nuclear. Nuclear. God damn it. <laughs> Also, this is the not. Look, also, this your... is this is not Lance at this point in time. No, it's Rob. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry if I was misleading you there. Joanne and Rob though are trying to find their way out. He picks up an old like, like just a pipe, like a, an electrical pipe. Yeah. And basically pries off the hinge of a door that is supposed to keep out nuclear waste. There you go. <laughs> not exactly feasible. And if it is, worst door manufacturer ever. That well, being said, if, if there's anybody who's good with a pipe, I'm guessing it's Rob. <laughs> oh, good point. Good point. Good pipe. Good pipe. Uh, Here's the thing. Hmm. When they open this door up, though, when they're trying to make their way up this ramp to mm-hmm. make it to the exit, they there's all of these nuclear waste... Uh, I'm, I'm being very, very... Ba- yes. Barrels. There's all these nuclear waste barrels that are sitting up there. That Filled are with nuclear waste. Nuclear <laughs> waste. But they're all like oozing out, right? They make a big deal out of pointing out that these barrels are leaking. Yeah. They fall on them. They they avoid them. And then they never go back to it. I'm thinking to myself, there's a really missed opportunity here with these waste barrels, right? That should have been a bigger part of the story. Like the, like the monster should have like gotten contaminated by them and that made him mutate even more into this monster or something well, right that, there should have been I something thought, i thought for sure that was going to be the moment where rob was going to meet his end yeah right something or like he was going to push her out of the way at the last second and then just get doused in this fucking radiation or this nuclear waste and something right and have like a good like a good body melt scene you know what i mean yeah yeah but it was a completely wasted totally wasted squandered like why that that scene is you could completely excise that from the movie totally and it wouldn't matter you know the other why would you put the effort into shooting that and making that if there was no payoff to it yeah so, I was kind of a, bit, a bit disappointed. Since we're bringing up issues, I would I, I do want to bring this one up. Uh, Hit me with it. So Thor, who is the you know the alien spiky spiky cock face, the god of thunder. Yes. Yeah, the Adonis who's running around killing people. It's fucking yoked out GQ model <laughs> who screams like Danny <laughs> Filth. <laughs> His scream was so <laughs> annoying. It was it was like just a super high pitched whiny ass scream. Yeah. It was it wasn't even scary. It was just like, dude, shut up! Like, <laughs> will, you, will you stop? Like, just stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was annoying. Um, but so there was there was the part where he so he had already taken Alex up to his little lair, right? 
wrapped him up in cables so that he couldn't go anywhere and he was kind of kinky he was talking to him he was saying you're the one you know like you're one of the ones who made me feel the pain and and there's something changing inside of me let me show you and then he shows him his little mouth cock mouth cock thing (laughs) it was don't try to sugarcoat it that's what it was no totally it was mouth cock with a talon at the end and you think that he's going to let him live for a second, then he says, share your mind with me, and he punctures his face you yep. know, with the mouth cock and eats his brains or whatever sure. the hell. So then, basically, he does the exact same thing to Lance Henriksen's character. Mm-hmm. Um, Stockton takes him up to the lair, and he reveals his mouth cock. <laughs> and, he, and the last thing that you see... Is him making the str- like the striking uh, motion toward him, right? Yep. And that's kind. That's it. Like, that's the last you see of Stockton until the very end, where uh, Joanne and his kids go back and they they find him. They decide that they have to go and cut his cut his hand off because that's the only way that they can get out of this bunker is having his handprint, right? Yeah. So they're gonna go take his hand, and then he wakes up. But why? There was Wait, no why reason. Why doesn't he kill him? There was no. They show Thor about to kill him, and then he's laying on the ground. He's got a, a broken yeah, leg. He's bleeding from several places yeah, on his body. But they he don't killed, ever explain. Thor. Be, Thor had no. Thor had no rational. Well, at, no, at you know, this, he did. No, he did because because. Um, Stockton was like a father figure to him. He's the only Stockton was the mm. only person that Thor remembered. That's from his initial. That's fine, but Stockton handles this handles this uh, um, interaction very poorly because he could have played into that. He could have been like, "Oh, you remember when I came and I I read to you and I oh I remember <laughs> remember when I came into the room and I read these books to you and hey man yeah. we were just trying to help you and blah 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 blah." But he's really like, I think he doesn't I, handle the interaction very well. He kind of sets himself up for does. a full on face cocking. I, th- I th- and, <laughs> and I feel like though that the idea of it though is that he kind of played to that side of him, to that little bit of humanity left in Thor. So I think he played to that, and that's why he. What didn't we're get supposed killed. to take away from it is that Thor has this thing coming out of his mouth. The last thing that you see is him striking toward Stockton. And like, Maybe he missed him on purpose. Maybe he stopped short. Yes, I think that's what just to give to him a scare, a good yeah. scare. Or or, or, he, or he couldn't commit to it because he had feelings for this man. But that's the thing, though, is like he's he at this point he's a pretty irrational being. Like the only thing that is really on his mind is getting more of those sterols or whatever they he's, are. He's, the, yeah, the, he's the irrational. Cholesterol. He's irrational, but in the same way that like Jason was though when he saw his mom at the end of part two. You know what I'm saying? Kind of yeah. this it's, it's something that gives him pause long enough to make a decision that doesn't kill that person. Yeah. You know? I think that's kind of all it was. it wasn't it was not portrayed very well in this movie. I think that's the idea of what you're supposed to get though. Yeah. That's it's all. Just a, it was a little yeah, lazy. it's a, it, 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 it's you kind of have to use your imagination to kind of fill the gaps there. I agree. Sure, but um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's it is what it is. <clears throat> yeah, um, I don't have much more about this movie. I have uh, I have one more thing to say. Let's hear it. The end. Yeah. 
There's 17 different endings to this movie. Of course, yeah. And Thor keeps showing up <laughs> in ways where he should not show up. Yeah. And it makes no fucking sense. Uh-huh. And it really fucking bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> they make their getaway from They shoot Thor in the face. So, okay. They get out of the bunker finally. They all get into a van and they're driving away. They get out of the bunker and they close the door behind them. Yeah, and they close the door behind that them. That should be it right and there. And lock it, right? Right. Nobody can get out of this place. Right. Therefore, Thor should be locked into this place. Nope. He gets out and he's on the side of the van or on the top of the van. Top of the van, yeah. They shoot him with a shotgun. He falls off the van. The van keeps moving. Five seconds later, now he's on the side of the fuck or on the front of the fucking van. <laughs> Back of the van. Does he teleport? Like, I don't understand this. He's a superhuman. He's, he's, he's a super the... soldier at this point. He can run fast as shit. Sure. Okay. So he gets to the back of the van. They shoot him off again. He's off the van. Then they go to a fucking airplane. They take off from the airplane. Suddenly, he's on the fucking airplane. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then once again, they shoot him off. And they shoot him off. And they're like, well, that must be the end of it. Unless he can fly. <laughs> Clearly he can because he already caught up to you three fucking times. Well, it's also oh, like Jesus. it's also aside from the fact that it was completely unnecessary to bring him back fifteen yeah, times. That to, just should have been the end of it. They dispatched him the same way every single time with a gun. So yeah. it was it was it's not like it was fun and exciting. Yeah, no, it was. It's just like just shoot him. Yeah, he'll go away. And yeah, oh my god, I just <laughs> I thought for sure though that when the van blew up at the end so they get to the plane and as they're shooting thor off the the back of the the the, the van yeah they hit the gas thing they hit the gas tank sure. and it blows the van up i'm thinking to myself are they really going to end this movie the same way they ended both of the other hills of eyes movies with blowing up some sort of a vehicle and killing the guy it's the same ending in the first two i mean really a little bit of consistency i guess but <laughs> have a little fucking creativity here <laughs> I, I will not <laughs> i apologize um yeah i don't have anything else though like this movie it was what it was i actually enjoyed it way yeah it's all a, it's three a... movies in this franchise are so completely different oh yeah totally i kind of like them all. and all worth watching too yeah. um uh two and three get really bad raps i would recommend you watching them i like I, I liked two I mean, there was a lot of just completely illogical bullshit and characters acting like complete idiots. Yeah. But that's kind of how horror movies are sometimes. Mm-hmm. But we still love them, right? Exactly. Most of the horror and, movies that we love are like and that. And Ripper, number three, uh, it's a terrible, it's a terrible Hills Have Eyes movie. Yes. But it's a pretty decent, fun watch as just a standalone sci-fi, sci-fi movie. movie. Yeah. No, it is. It is. Yeah. It's and it's funny you, you think about how he wanted how Wes Craven wanted to make this a franchise, right? Mm-hmm. He kind of he kind of hit all of the main points, right? You have your first like kind of exploitative, you know, uh, a baseline movie, which mm-hmm. is the first one. The second movie, again, like we said before, is kind of like a slasher. Yeah, it's a different change of pace. Even if it was unintentional, it's a change in tone. You have that movie, and then this one, they go, they basically go to space because this is like a sci-fi space movie, just kind of set in the hills still. Yeah. They they hit kind of all the main points of, yeah. of a good franchise. Yep. So I would definitely consider this movie a part of it if just for that. Yeah. For shizzle. You know? For shizzle, my <laughs> whizzle. Uh, and that's it, right? That's it. I mean, if you want to watch them for yourself, 
make your own uh, de- make your own determination. They're available on... online. You can watch Hills Advice Part Two on uh, Amazon or uh, Tubi. Tubi or Shutter or Shutter. It's on Shutter. Oh, two two was on Shutter. I watched it on Shutter. Okay. Three three is on is on tu- uh, Tubi. You're sure? Yes. I thought one was on Amazon Prime. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. One of them might Put be it on this Amazon way. Prime. They're on but... fucking line streaming. Look it up. Yeah. You can find them. Yeah. It's pretty and if you simple. don't have Shutter. Four ninety nine a month. Get it. Get it. Get it, dummy. Please sponsor. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, till next week, if you want to find us on Sir. social media, you can find us on you can find, find us on you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. Clearly, you've already found us. You know the drill. Tell a friend. Or two or three. You know what? We're gonna be greedy this week. Tell all your friends. Every single one. Madness. <laughs> uh if you have not checked out our YouTube channel and our YouTube show trailer trashed just yet, go ahead. You know? We posted a new episode today. Mm-hmm. Just posted a new episode. Uh make sure you click the subscribe button because you 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 wanna know when we're posting stuff. Yeah. Click the notification bell. There's no better way to waste 30 minutes of your life. Absolutely. No better way. Absolutely. Um, at this point, we're pretty much releasing them bi-weekly. That kind of seems to be the way it is. Yeah. You know, there's no real schedule, but that kind of seems to be it. I'm, I, in fairness, I'm still learning the editing process here. Like, I'm, I know how to do it, but I'm not as proficient as I wish that I was. So it takes me a bit to edit these still. Um, You're doing a fine job, son. Thanks, man. You're I, welcome. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You know, hopefully that will speed up in time. But with COVID right now, too, you know, we might not be together as much. So kind of bear with us through the next few months here. Yeah. Until that fucking beautiful cure comes, you know. Ooh. Ooh. Put it in my cereal. Dude, I'll bathe in it. Just give it to me at this point. I don't care if it gives me like six arms and five more nipples than don't I already give have. A shit. I'll take it. If I get six more arms, I'll be able to... <laughs> I'll jerk be, off even faster. <laughs> <laughs> Whole lot of options. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, next week, I'm very much looking forward to next week. It's our actor spotlight on Mr. Rahadi Piper. Oh. They live and hell comes to frog. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes, I sir. Am so pumped for these. Me too, man. It's going to be a fun one. All right, sir. All right, bud. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, air air, ding, air ding, cheers ding. from nine feet away. Yep. All right. Later, bud. Have a good night and stay fresh, cheese bags.